Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I'm your host, Ben Magnet, and today on the show, yes, I know, another friend from Twitter, but he's not just a friend of mine from Twitter. He's also a Twitch streamer and a really cool Nintendo-based one, because guess what we're talking about today? That's right, Nintendo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Raji, a.k.a. Super Bros. How's it going, bud? It's going great, man. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. How you doing, Ben? I am doing great, even though I woke up an hour ago and I totally missed when we were supposed to start recording. That uh, I feel bad. That happens a lot. Time no judgment time. whatsoever, my friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> like I would sleep more if I could. That's all I'm oh, I I wish. And also, it was my it was also my fault because I was way too I was up way too late playing Elden Ring last night. It was I am Boo Boo the fool. But we're not here to talk about Elden Ring as much as I want to. We are Thank here you. to talk about Nintendo, specifically retro to Nintendo, because there's a reason why. I wanted Super Nintendo Bros on the show to talk about Nintendo. But before we get into Nintendo and a lot of their ups and downs, I want to know a little bit more about you. <clears throat> like, how did you get become Super Nintendo Bros? Like, how did that happen? Oh, that is a that is a story. Um, to, to be honest, I think I've kind of uh, touched upon this before on past shows I've done on my stream or other podcasts. But be, uh, basically, I, I fell into this Twitch thing not knowing... A damn thing of what i'm doing and to be honest with you like i'm i'm a technical guy a tech guy i love pc tech uh, obviously i'm a gamer i'm a retro gamer i'm many things but i just was dabbling it was just a dabbling i never entered twitch or content creation thinking you know i'm gonna get going on this i'm gonna go full steam ahead i'm gonna build a studio lab type you know room it was just a small office space i had nothing set up for any sort of you know broadcast or camera recordings or anything and a computer, a, by the way, a junky computer is all I had. I didn't have anything. <laughs> so through this process, we've built things up. But basically, I fell backwards into it, started dabbling on Twitch. Um, and if I'll go back even further, I remember Twitch when it was Justin.tv. Do you wow. remember that at all? Were you ever on that? I mean, that was a long time ago. I don't think I was. I think I started, I heard about Twitch, I want to say, five-ish years ago. I mean, that might not even be correct, but... I heard of this place where people can go on and they stream and you can watch people play video games. And I'm not going to lie. Part of me was kind of like, how, why would you want to do that? Yeah. Even though, but then I thought of myself as like, but wait, I'm also a huge sports fan. That's what I do with like hockey and baseball and football and all that stuff. Right. Cause it also gave me a little flashbacks to when my brother and I would be playing, like my brother would be playing grand theft auto Vice city on the PS2. I would just sit Great there game. and watch him. But I'm also I would be absolutely bored out of my well not bored out of my skull but annoyed because I want to play the PS2. I only had one console at the time. When so. is it my turn? When is it my turn? Yeah, and I'm know, the right? older brother, so I should have been the one who was like move. Ah, you you just were just you know like me. I'm an older brother as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just 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 the nice guy, right? You don't want to hog too yeah. much. And you want to step back. Yeah. But at the same um, time, when he would jack cars, he would always go to uh, the V-Rock station. And there are times we just like he would just drive around in the loop in Vice City and we would listen to the soundtrack. Dude, that game was epic for so many reasons. Um, but off my tangent real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Justin.tv. The story is years ago, I dabbled with streaming and just I had this idea. I had an old NES. I had the crappiest capture card imaginable during that time. It looked like garbage. But I found a way through the Windows mixer, like, hey, let me set up this little microphone, like this. Remember those crappy PC mics? It's like oh, a piece of yeah. plastic, like it looks like this. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. I had set one. it up. I had one of my friends over or something, and I'm like, dude, let's play Tech Mobile. I'm live streaming this. I can send a link on Facebook or Twitter, and I can tell people like, 
we're just going to play Tech Mobile and you can watch it. Is that kind of cool? It's like a TV show. I think that's where um, maybe the concept kind of began. But anyways, uh, fast forward to the Twitch times. I just had the idea to get back together with some of my good friends. Um, you know, like some, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a full-time employee outside of this. And um, it's just life gets really busy. I don't know if your life is like mine, but it gets really busy. And it becomes really hard to find time to just hang out with your best friend and like, hey, can we just hang out and play like even old school Nintendo, whatever, something modern, don't care what it is. Like, we need to make time. Tuesday night, we're going to hang out. So I had that idea. I'm like, let's go. My good my good buddy, Saz, who's now like the, uh, he's the number one OG over at Super Nintendo Bros. And you see him often on the channel because he's a big part of it. I started with him. It was just, we need to schedule time, get this together. And then I said, oh yeah, I have this idea, by the way. I got this thing hooked into my computer here. And there's a microphone here. And he's like, what's Twitch? Like, what is, what is this? I'm like, well, it's like YouTube, but it's live and people can watch. He's like, oh, really? That's weird. Oh, that's cool or whatever. And he just kind of went with the flow. But the story goes, I just started dabbling and experimenting and stacking and stacking and stacking, learning how to run those softwares like many of us have done. And uh, it didn't take me long to get kind of like deep into this and get obsessed with this. And here we are today. So I started just as a hobbyist trying to put together uh, time with my good buddies to hang out, play Nintendo games. And it became community we have a, an amazing community i'm so proud to say that i'm in it i'm a big part of it you know like that's amazing that we've found like-minded individuals from all across the world we got people in australia we got people in the uk that just love uh our, our community i call club nintendo or the, <laughs> or the ninfrendos and nintendo spelled like my name yeah i and the number 10 right down there bros mm -hmm. um in our uh, our community over on twitch our, our, you'll, you'll hear me say the koopa troop that's referring to all the people that are the subscribing supporters of the channel. We call you guys the Koopa Troop, and uh, they're the like the inner family circle. So everybody's it's one big family, but um, it just started with the idea of the love of gaming, getting back to the classics, playing with your best friends. So whether it's older new games, and that's just kind of where we're at. And a lot of it is retro because I guess it's at the core of you, it's at the heart of you, isn't it? Like oh, if yeah, you grew up with it, right? Like oh yeah, definitely. It's a lot of the things you just described. I am going through right now. Um, like when you said you have to. Um, cause I'm, I'm not a dad. I'm not a husband. Um, I am, I'm a boyfriend and I'm a full-time employee. Uh, and I'm also Is a cat dad. I have a cat dad, but like you said, I have a full-time job. Like I told you right before we started recording of what time I get home from work and what yep. time I stream Elden Ring, whenever I can. So even with my own horrible work schedule and with my friends who some of them have normal work schedules, some of them also have horrible ones. It's like, we have to plan to hang out a month and a half in advance just to just do something for like two, three hours. And then we yep. never talk. And then we don't talk to each other for months on end. Yeah, it is until you, nuts until you schedule. I just, that that's been my experience. And I don't think it's, it's not lack of care of anybody. Just when you just become this phase of your life and you're all adults, you got your work life, you got your home life, you got your maybe relationship life, all these things combined. Yeah. You got pets like, Holy cow. It's busy. Yeah. Like I think this, it's brilliant. That's the way like to do this it. This morning. I just got a text from one of my best friends. Like, yo, we need to figure out a day just to hang out and do something. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't answered him back yet, which I'm going to do soon, but it's just like that. You need to find the time and it's really hard. And being adult sucks. It, well, it it's, I think, I think the problem is like, you know, again, we, we grew, I will speak on my own experience. You know, you grew up as you know, a bachelor, you could do what you want. You get your freedom growing up, you know, you're in your twenties, you get your freedoms. You can go here, there, you got your work schedule. I think it's just things just stack on top and on top and on top. And until you push them aside and say, all right, we literally need to schedule time. It's yeah. a block of time where I don't have anything else to do. I'm not going to be 
you know, and that the reason I stream by the way at night is because that's when it works for my life. Yeah. It's, it's like, if people are like, Oh, why don't you do a 24 hour stream? I'm like, I don't know how I would even do that because I have like work. I've got family, you know, I'm dad outside of here. So like mm-hmm. I, I stream when my daughter goes to bed. So at nine o'clock I'm hustling down at a, hopefully, you know, quarter to nine after putting her to bed. I'm like, let's go, mm-hmm. let's fire up the studio. Let's get, maybe let's crack a cold one here. Let's get down and at it. So that's, that's why it's that time. But you find those chunks where it's uninterrupted time where I can do what I need to do. I can, you know, interact with my friends. I can do online gaming, whatever it is, streaming, oh, yeah. or just hanging out, you know? Well, it's the exact same, exact same thing. Cause when I finally figured out, oh, I can stream. Cause my big problem, cause I've always wanted to stream, especially since I got my PS5. It's like, I have a more powerful machine. I can, I can stream more. So I can stream straight through my PS5. Cause I it's don't one have one button. Yeah, it's one, but it's it's the greatest. But my whole problem went before because I would like stream once or twice when I had with my PS4, and but I didn't have a set schedule. I didn't have a set time. I couldn't figure out what's a good time to stream or or anything. So until until just recently, I was like, okay, Tuesday, Saturday mornings at two o'clock in the morning, my time. I know it sucks. I know a lot of my friends are probably asleep, but I have friends out in England. I have friends out in Australia who are up and they might be able to watch me. So it's like, screw it. This is the only time we can stream. So this is what I have to deal with. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I, I was going to say, I think you've answered it brilliantly right there. It's when should I stream? And I've, you see that all over the internet is when should I stream? When's the best time to stream? And everything I've learned and seen has proven to be true. It's just get on a schedule of some sort, whatever you can do. If you can only somewhat keep to it, then you can only somewhat keep to it. But whenever is best for you is when you should stream. I think, yeah. and I think you, you figured it out. Yeah. It's like, how do I fit this in my life? Well, that's the time I can do, and that's when it's comfortable, and that's when I'm doing it. So, boom, it mm-hmm. works. Although and I do people find know, people know when to look for you too. I was gonna say too, like yeah. when they know roughly when you're on. So, yeah, and also I do find it funny because I streamed this morning, and I'm thinking, okay, Friday night, Saturday morning, more people go watch me than my Monday night, than my Monday night, Tuesday morning ones. No, not the case. More people were watching me on Tuesday morning than they were Saturday morning. I'm like, this is interesting. I feel the same way because there's sometimes, you know, I start on a Sunday night. By the way, I'm always like 9 p.m. I stream and I do three nights a week. So it's usually Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, I always feel like Sunday night, people are going to be tired. They're getting ready for the work week. You know, maybe you're doing meal preps. Maybe you're just winding down. Maybe you don't want it. You know, you shouldn't stay up late. You maybe, you know, stayed up too late all weekend, whatever the case. I always think, ah, Sunday's going to be really quiet. And more often than not, it gets louder than I ever expected on a Sunday night. And I get, you know, and I'm up later than I should be thinking, wow, I thought it was just going to be a chill sesh. And it was crazy hype sesh that, that time. Yeah. Cause when I stream on Tuesdays, cause Tuesdays or Tuesday mornings, that's like my Monday after I get, so the way, the reason why I do it on Tuesdays is cause when I come home from Mondays, Mondays are the worst days at my job. It is like the busiest, the most hectic. Everyone's mad at everyone else. So when right. I get home, it's just like, it's time to de-stress and kill some monsters and vent some anger hell yeah i was gonna say are you uh i mean i'll speak on myself again but i'm assuming you're saying you jump in monday morning you're probably catching up from things over the weekend or emails piling up or depending on what your job is you know everybody's different but Mm -hmm. i think you're totally right everybody's all getting their self back into the work routine and uh it's it for me it's usually like a hustle day it's like get going there is no time to dawdle around it's monday get caught up get the wheel moving Mm -hmm. that's a great night to stream yeah, for, for me, it's just like, oh, no, not Monday again. I was just laying in bed go say, thinking to myself, do I really need to go in today? I wonder the I same probably, thing, my friend. I probably do, but I don't want to. <laughs> 
I think yeah, most no. of the world is with us on this. I'm not sure, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But anyways, enough talking sad things about the jobs and the, my soul-crushing yeah. job that makes me sad. But it we're here. Yeah, it, it is life. But we're here to talk about Nintendo, specifically retro Nintendo, because you're wearing... Now, for our audio listeners who can't see, you are wearing a kick-ass Mario Kart t-shirt and a beautiful 8-bit cross-stitch Legend of Zelda hat. And also, you have a really awesome pixelated Metroid going on in the back there, which is, like, making me envious as all get out, which is gorgeous. We'll get you a link later then. Yeah. Um, so, what I want to know is, why did how did you come up with the name Super Nintendo Bros? And why Nintendo specifically? I mean, obviously... The quick answer might be Nintendo, but let's elaborate a little bit for that. Oh, here's the elaboration. I mean, for me, there was never any question. I grew up with uh, with Nintendo. I grew up with it. I mean, I have, you can't see them a little off, literally off camera, but I've got my original Nintendo. I've got all the hardware. I, and that's one big thing that I'm, I guess, uh, maybe a somewhat unique thing that I do on all of my streams. It's all original hardware because I Ooh. just feel like it is going to feel and play the best. And there, there is an absolute difference. Um, I, ha- I love the Nintendo Switch, but you're playing them on the Switch is different. Um, but I grew up with Nintendo, all the original stuff, the NES, uh, the original Game Boy. And um, it's at the heart and soul of me. Like I had an old Sega Genesis. I love those retro Sega titles, too. And I have a lot of respect for that. Some people say, like, do you only play Nintendo? That's all you play. You're going to burn everything else. I'm like, dude, no, listen. OK, I've got <laughs> I love retro Sega Genesis. I love retro Sega. I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I do have a PlayStation. I recently, in the last six months, got back into the Xbox world after banishing it for like six years. But that's a whole different topic if you want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but it's it's it was an easy decision for me because it starts and it ends with Nintendo. It's at the mm-hmm. core of our childhood memories. Um, all the games I love, you know, The Legend of Zelda is my favorite game and series of all time. Uh, Super Mario series, it's right there. Metroid, it's right there. I mean, you're seeing things that are very important to me and dear to me and with great memories and uh and new memories too because there's games i haven't played and we're experiencing those now we're making the time to experience stuff i haven't had but we came up with uh nintendros and i'll say we i don't know why i'm talking just i'm the guy i'm the sole creator but when i was going through looking for names i was literally going out there googling thinking i want to like put some heart and soul into this and i want to try this i'm going to create something what is a name that you know touches upon the nostalgic vibes for me? What is a name that is recognizable? What's a good like a you know I'm not I'm not like a I don't have a degree in marketing, but I've always been interesting and interested in branding and stuff and just really building a brand. And you you, you probably can kind of see that the consistency across like social pages mm-hmm. and stuff that I do. But to me, trying to find something that's somewhat unique of a name but something recognizable, like when you see Super Nintendo Bros. I hope the the only thing is I hope you can pronounce it and you get what I'm going for. Super oh, yeah. Nintendo, Super Nintendo Bros. Like the, I hope se- it's the second I saw you, the second I saw your name, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and there's a little bit of little bit of cleverness in there too, and how we do it. But um, the reason, yeah, the reason for the name was getting together with my good friends and and, and stuff like that. Um, I was like Super Nintendo, Nintendo. What could I mishmash my name into? And I came up with Super Nintendo Bros because more than one of us, mm-hmm. and there's a handful of us now, so it's it's just amazing. It just describes us and those experiences. Yeah, that is a very. I have to say that is a very clever name. 
Um, going back, so you use all original hardware. Now, I'm still kind of new into streaming, and I've talked about original hardware before with like other guests like Will Red Mage, and I want to say Patrick Rickhouse of the Retro Blast podcast. Um, how difficult is it to get original hardware into – because I'm assuming you have an HD TV plugged in, right? Yeah. Do you use CRT TVs to stream, or do you use an HD and you have a converter? How does that setup work? If I had more space, I would have a giant – crt old school tube television right in front of me just because for those retro night it would be sweet to have like the hd setup and the retros i just don't have the space it's crazy how you know how big those things are how deep like those another, go i feel know? like there's another dinger because on past episodes i've talked about like it's like hey another friend of mine from twitter ding oh hey i told x story again ding hey space is an issue ding 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 pretty much everywhere right i mean you talk to anybody out there that even just you know sets up a game room or sets up uh you know a, st- a you know studio room whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. we're all fighting for space but um the, mm-hmm. what i have set up is uh the the penultimate way to convert stuff okay so we've got the original nes mm-hmm. i've purchased a uh it's a physical piece of hardware a couple chips that are excuse me a couple boards that go in there i picked up um some decent soldering gear and I've upped my skills to be able to do this. Oh. Where I literally had to desolder like the graphics unit of the NES into this oh. new chipboard. And that goes into this and adding wires and pulling traces and stuff to do this to get. So basically, um, original hardware, the best quality you can possibly get out of it. It looks like an emulator. When you look on my streams, you will say, well, you're playing that on the NES online on Switch or something. No, it is the thing. I can show you it. So it's you, amazing original hardware converted properly wow. into your HD set versus just plugging it in. You're like if you got the three plugs, you know, the audio, the red and the white, and then the yellow, the composite. Yeah, the AV if you out. plug that, yeah, you plug that directly in. Oh, it's gonna look gar- like garbage. It's gonna look kind of I mean, some people might not care, but it looks kind of trashy and it's just not gonna be clean and crispy. And if you do the same thing and you go, Well, I'm gonna go to Amazon, like I first did, and oh, let me get this composite to HDMI converter box. It's like twelve dollars. You can do that. It's a little better, but you're still getting the garbage output. So actually in uh, in Europe and other regions, the Nintendo's capable of putting out a, uh, it's like, uh, how to explain this without getting too nerdy. Um, Dude, I do <laughs> should, a podcast called the Fake Nerd Podcast. Nerdy is all. Is I was going to say, should I worry? Should I worry about making it accessible or not? Nah. <laughs> um, if you're familiar I mean, if, with. If whoever's listening and watching, if you, if this is go, if this goes over your head, I'm sorry. If it goes overhead, you can honestly like just shoot me a DM me or just tag me on Twitter and say, "Hey, what what are you talking about, bro? Like, what do you mean by this?" You know the difference before before the HDMI kind of overtook the world. You had uh, component, right? You had all those different cables. So you had the red, green, blue, and the audio. So you had five cables, RGB, and that's what essentially you can output with the original NES after modification. And you can do the same thing with the Super Nintendo. Without even modifying it, most times you can just get a certain cable, bring it out. So it's an analog version of that component. It's a different signal output. You're separating the colors, and it's way sharper. Mm-hmm. And if you get the uh, the high quality conversion box that can take that signal in, which is called SCART, S C A R T. It's like a European um, component signal. I say that right? I keep component composite. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, you uh, convert that the proper way to your HD set, and it looks. Like a million dollars, there's no input delay. You're using the original NES controller. There is no, there is no way you can be better playing the original classics than with that controller, with that console, 
no delays, no glitches, no emulation bugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's a cool experience. At least for me playing it, I can tell a big difference. That's that. Wow. Cause I, there's a lot, be, there's a lot, man. There's a lot of wires yeah, over here. I bet. <laughs> um, Cause I, I'd be absolutely terrified because I still have my original NES. Um, I saw the toaster, but it's not plugged in. I haven't plugged it in in well over 15 years because especially like I want to say in 2017, maybe 2018, I got the mini. I was able to score a mini at GameStop when they did their second wave release of those. Cause it's like, cool. I, there's a bunch That's of nice. NES. I, there's a bunch of NES games on here that I've been wanting to play or I never had, but they're here. I don't have to go out and buy the carts for it. And a lot of the NES games that are out there, it's like, are the ones that I would play, like say Tecmo Bowl or whatever. I could just play via emulation on the NSO. Even though if I were to go to a retro game store, the carts are like, thankfully those carts are actually cheap. They're like five, $10, give or take. Yep. So the fact that you're still using original hardware is amazing but at the same time, you have the guts to open up your your NES. Whereas oh, I'm yeah. like, this is I'm like, I'm holding you give me a toaster or the NES toaster, and I'm gonna be that guy who goes, it belongs in a museum. Yes. I, I mean I, I do have like my I think I have my childhood one that's not modified. So this is a different one. Yes, I have more than one NES. Uh yes, I have a problem and I realize I have a problem. But I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna confine it to one problem, which is obsession with Nintendo. I have multiple probably two Super Nintendos. At one point, I probably had four. There was a time back in the uh, early to mid, probably early 2000s, where you could go to yard sales and pick up a Super Nintendo with 10 games for, I don't even know, $25. I'd walk walk by and go, oh my God, I get all those games and the console? Like, yep, yoink. And then I just, yeah, and then I had like, you know, tote, I don't know, again, if you're like me or not, I'd have like a tote, you know, that I even through college, I'd have like put my Super Nintendo couple consoles in there and i'm thinking well if one of them breaks down or gets dirty or something happens to it well i got another one right here and i wanted those games anyways and they're cheap dude i bought an nes for 10 15 more than once the nes with the controllers with everything with games it's amazing like of course now you fast if you could rewind time now my god we could all be millionaires just selling retro things because the prices are insane I went to, I don't know if you saw, but a few weeks ago, I went to SoCal Gaming Expo, which was held in Ontario, California, and that was the first convention I've been to since COVID happened. I was super ecstatic to go. I had, a, I want to say like maybe $200 in my wallet. The Some of the prices of CIA, now I, now I understand, CIB NES game or even SNES games, I completely understand. They're probably going to be more expensive because you know that they're sure. completely in the box. The box looks nice. Every single time I saw a CIB um, a Super Nintendo game or even an NES game, it was in the triple digits. Every single time. Maybe one, maybe there was like a, a few that were like 90 or 70 or something, but it was still above the $50 range. And I would love to own a CIB Super Nintendo game. I would oh. love to, but not for that price. I'm sorry. No. I might have one or two, but I really don't have many of those either because of the price. To be yeah. honest, I have the carts like from when we, you can see them behind me, actually. Where are they? Right over here. This row is like NES, the ones I'm pointing at. But you can see mm-hmm. them in the media cabinet over there. Yeah, um, I have a couple, but they're they're I mean, they're low on ones because even in the last five, six, seven, eight years, like they're expensive as heck. They've like, only I, gotten worse. I would say the my biggest get from that convention was Kirby Canvas Curse for the DS. I've never now, played that one. I mean, I had this game when I was a kid, like when this game first came out, I got it for my birthday 
And for some reason, I decided, oh, I don't want this game anymore, so I gave it away. Big mistake. Years, A few years go by, so I'm like, you know what? No, that game was really fun. I should probably look into it. This game was like, places were selling this game for like $50, like $60 CIB. And I'm just looking at it going, uh, why? And I was lucky enough to get this at essentially MSRP for $40 at SoCal Gaming. And they wanted, crazy? 40, they wanted 45 for it, but I was able to get them down to 40. Isn't that crazy though? I mean, even a DS game, like, I, yeah. I, by the way, if if you guys are listening out there and you're Nintendo fanatics, like I am, um, now is the best time to buy Wii games. Because oh, yeah. I feel like the Nintendo Wii itself, they're bottoming out. Like the prices are very bottoming out. If you want to get something, they are not going to get cheaper. And I believe as time goes on, it's going to do what the GameCube did, which is explode. I mean, GameCube games have, are so overpriced right now. You do have to be careful with the with the Wii because there's a crap ton of shovelware on that poor on that poor console. Amazing games, don't get me wrong. Let's let's see, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, uh, Twilight Princess. What else is there? That was a Metroid Prime Trilogy. Metroid Prime Trilogy, which I was an idiot until I missed out on. Um, actually, I really enjoyed Epic Mickey. There's so some Kirby could, games. There's like a Kirby Anniversary one they made. There's a oh. Uh, that cr- that Return Kirby of Dreamland one was so good. I don't. Have, that's one that I I regret not getting when it was a good price. I, I remember seeing it at the store. Like I didn't get it. Either. Probably Walmart I, or something. I I didn't get it either. And also, it, it's weird because my Wii. Because once I got my Wii, I got it for Christmas and I loved it. But I think I was that was also when I was transitioning because I was like the very end of high school, going into college. Whereas that time where I didn't know if video games were for me, whereas mostly my most of my video game time went to my handhelds. Like I had an I've had a Nintendo handheld since the Game Boy or since the Game Boy Pocket, I should nice. say. And for me, that's like, oh, I'm they always there's always something to play on my Nintendo handheld. And it wasn't until um whatchamacallit, Link Between Worlds came out for the 3DS where I finally went full into video gaming. I was like, no, this is fun. This is great. I want to be, I want, I want to do more stuff with video games. And then I went full in back into Nintendo and PlayStation and everything. Can I flip the script on you and ask you a question? Go for it. Was there, was there a time in your life? And I'm kind of alluding to the, the time era there, whatever the, the season of your life, I will say that you just spoke about, was there a time that you were drifting away from video gaming or completely away or partially away from it not because you didn't like it maybe it's because your life anything like that happened to you oh yeah totally um i would say it was between 2012 to 2013 ish maybe 2014 so because a lot of stuff was going on in my life at the time i was back i was in college i was also dealing some dealing with some family drama and as much as I wanted to, it, it was weird. Back in the old ta- in the old days, my brother like in the X in the old like G four was a cable channel days. Sure, my brother and I were like on it. We were we were subscribed to video game magazines. We were watching X play constantly, trying to figure out. We were watching like when E three happened. It was E three in the Tokyo Game Show when G four went to those events. It was like an event in our own house because we would rush home from school and we'd see what's coming to with video games. What's Nintendo doing? We would even like say, okay, you buy the PSP, I'll buy the Nintendo DS, and we'll trade. Nice. And we're like, well, it was like that. And then once I got older, things just. I just wasn't that interested, which kind of made me sad because I used because there here's a hobby that I absolutely loved, and I just wasn't that interested. Even playing, like when the PS3 came out, I was mostly pl- I was still playing my PS2, 
And when the, uh, when I got my Wii, I would only play a few games. I play Smash Bros. I play Mario Kart, and then Wii I would Sports, just, right? Wii Sports, yeah. And then I would just or Guitar Hero, and I would just not touch it anymore. And then it just got worse and worse. And then finally, when um, when I finally got Link Between Worlds, it sparked the fire again, and here I am. So can I ask you roughly what age you think you were? Oh, I was uh, twenty three. I'm thirty one now. <laughs> That is really funny because I, I was going to say, I, I kind of sensed that you had a similar time in your life. And I, I had a, believe it or not, I definitely had a couple seasons in my life where I was just into that. I always say I was in that college kind of phase, you know, and you're socializing all the time. And I had a significant other. And for some, it wasn't because I didn't love it. Like we'd always go back to tech mobile. We'd always go back to whatever NBA jam once in a while, you know, we'd fire it up at like, you know, have a little party at the house or something, but there was a definite time period or a couple seasons where I didn't, I didn't do that. And it wasn't because of the lack of love. It just cause you know, the, the social life overtook stuff maybe. And it was, you know, let's be honest, it was probably good to experience different things too. <laughs> yeah. But I, like you, I was sparked back into Nintendo and gaming. Well, I'm trying to think of what really got my, got it going for me. I think it was the Wii U era. The, hmm. surprisingly and it was late in the wii u probably like the last uh, year of relevance i want to say it was about 2014 or something i don't know 15 14 mm-hmm. um when i found out about breath of the wild coming out that was like the big note but i picked it up shortly before that and got into like the new super mario brothers u game and the new super luigi u game and i'm just trying to think what else uh super mario maker you know i when they released that i was literally walking through i think a walmart I had no idea that game existed. Walked by and I was like, can I swear once or not? I don't know. Holy buckets. Oh, you can say I, cannot shit, believe- fine. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Seriously. <laughs> you can create whatever you want. This is amazing. And you can do like the retro Mario, Mario 3, Mario World. I was like, this is amazing. I cannot believe. I didn't know this was even happening. And I think around that time, everything sparked because I wasn't in the know back then. I wasn't around all the Nintendo feeds. I wasn't paying attention to Nintendo directs. I just hadn't been into it. You know, like I played the classics and that was kind of it when I had time. But let me tell you, obviously the rest is history. We're sparked back into laser focus on what's Nintendo up to. And of course, reliving things that we love from our childhood or from our formidable years. Right. Yeah. But I had a season like that too. Yeah. I love how it's because of Nintendo games that we got back into Vegas. When I was growing up, I was a, I was ride or die Sonic. I was a ride or die Sega kid. I did play Super Nintendo because my next door neighbor, she has Super Nintendo. That's how I got, that's how I first played Super Mario World and Street Fighter 2. But my, my gen, excuse, excuse the pun, my genesis of becoming a, a video game fan starts with the Blue nice. Hedgehog. Nice. So, and I never really owned a Sega Genesis a true Sega Genesis until I got my mini, but I didn't own it, but I did get a Sega Dreamcast as a kid. So that was really cool. But you, you should make that your tagline on your uh, profile, by the way, that's brilliant. The thing you just said, <laughs> my Genesis of becoming a video game nerd started with the blue hedgehog. That yes, that is, that is a, that's a good tagline. Thank Use you. It. Um, Oh, I was going somewhere with this, but yeah, I feel that that's, that gives, that just shows how much Nintendo I mean, it doesn't have like an iron grip on video games, but just like how how people know, like when you say, oh, yeah, let's we're going to play video games. Nine times out of ten, they're going to go straight to a Nintendo game like Super Mario, Zelda, Metroid. And then 
later and then maybe down the line they'll think oh yeah then that new playstation that play thingy the station yeah that 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 thing yep but it's like the thing you say nintendo it's like oh yeah, i know what that is i know what nintendo is or somebody has a nintendo memory or they have something mm-hmm. that is dear to their heart they'll say oh my god i played mario 3 with my little sister or they'll say man i had a 3ds and Mario 3D Land, when I got that for that Christmas, how amazing. You're going to have a lot of Christmas memories, I think. Oh. Or birthday <laughs> memories. I got this for my birthday. I got that for Christmas. Like, that's, you remember that. It's huge. So, speaking of Christmas memory, which um, audience listeners, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the story again, but I'm pretty sure you have not heard the story yet. I don't think um, I have. How I got my NES. Let's wind back the clock to say early 2000s, late 90s, give or take around there. Uh, my dad comes up to me and asks me what I want for Christmas. Now, we have a PlayStation in our home, and this was now finally getting to the era where my parents were a little more open to having multiple game consoles in the house. Because before, we had a we had our home, a Windows 95, and that was our video game machine. And I was like, hey, but I want to take a Genesis because I can, I can play more Sonic games on the Genesis. And then my parents were like, no, you have the computer. You can play on the computer. Because luckily we got, I had Sonic CD and the Sonic and Knuckles collection, which was essentially just like Sonic 3 with Knuckles, Sonic 3 without Knuckles, and Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> so it's like my parents were like, that's how you could play. <clears throat> oh, and Sonic R. I had Sonic R too. But that's how my parents were like, this is how you can play Sonic. I was like, but I want to play other Sonic over there. And they're like, nope. You so already have come, Sonic at home. Essentially, yes. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Sonic CD is my favorite game of all time, and I absolutely love that game. So thanks, Mom and Dad. It's a great one. And the CD port's better port. I'm just saying right now. Better video. Just just saying. Right over there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, Christmas. Dad asked me what I want for Christmas, and I say Super Nintendo because I was – I was getting nostalgic for a system that my next door neighbor had. Unfortunately, she moved away. And I'm like, you know what? Super Mario World is really fun. Street Fighter, there's probably a bunch of really cool games on there. And you know what? I would like a Super Nintendo for Christmas. Fast forward to Christmas. We're at my mom's grandparents. We're at my mom's parents' house in Absorkey, Montana. And mind you, my family, that side of my family is, they're lax. They're not super strict, but they will definitely bring the hammer down if you are ungrateful on Christmas. They should, too. Where your mm-hmm. manners, you know? Mm-hmm. So Christmas morning comes. The big present is left for last for me. I open it up, and instead of seeing the lilac purple, I see this gray toaster that is the, that is the original Nintendo. When I told my dad I wanted a Super Nintendo, and I know I said Super Nintendo, all he heard was Nintendo. Nintendo. He goes to his sister. She had an NES. She's now she wasn't using it, so she decided to gift him the NES, the Zapper, her entire collection of games, which was actually a pretty good collection. We had two copies of Mario Three for some reason, uh, two combo carts with Mario Duck Hunt. We had like we had a, a Mario Duck Hunt cart and the Mario Duck Hunt Track and Field cart as well. Um, you also got some uh, LJM titles. We had like the Surf and Snowboard, the Major League Baseball. And Wheel of Fortune and NASCAR One, Tetris, Zevius. We had a decent collection of games. It was it wasn't bad. I would say it's a pretty good pretty good collection for that time. It's a great collection, I think. Yeah, but of course, I open it up. I know it's not what I wanted, but I do see Nintendo on the box. So my mind goes, "Oh, this was before." Oh, oh no! And my dad is all sitting there, like, "That's what you wanted, right?" I'm like, 
Yeah. Totally. Nintendo. Yay. <laughs> I had to think because I didn't want it to get taken away. And I didn't want my dad to feel horrible that he. Right. Didn't that did. Was he happy with your response? Did they buy it or no? Uh, well, I mean, he did pull me aside and ask me a few days later. I was like, okay, seriously, was that really what you want? I was like, well, you got me the original one and not the one I really wanted, but that's okay because I don't want He's like, okay, well, I can give this back to you. I'm like, no, I, I still want it. <laughs> you sure you want this? No, 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 I'll keep it. No, 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 it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, which the best thing about that is that after we opened it up, my dad and my grandpa hooked it up to my to my to to the TV. And for the rest of that Christmas day, we were playing duck hunt and ice hockey. And it wasn't just myself and my brother because we were like the youngest kids there. It was my 60-some-year-old grandfather playing duck hunt and tr- giving the and giving the zapper to my 50-some-year-old cousin. And next thing you know, my brother and I are just sitting there going, hey, can we? He's like, no, no, you're, you're like further down the list. We got to wait until someone gets a game over. <laughs> that is great, though. That is great. Yeah. Like you and said, great. Christmas memories. There's a good Christmas memory for you involving Nintendo. And I think I don't I don't want to be uh, too biased, but I think there is so much attached to that. Like, and I think I mean, I'm sure people got excited about PlayStation, too. But uh, mm-hmm. you hear Nintendo childhood memory. Well, that was the console. I mean, Nintendo was the company that almost just by themselves resurrected home gaming in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Nintendo was the one that you lined up around the block to get a chance at getting. I mean, your, our parents did the same thing we're doing now. Yeah. Getting in line. When does the store open at 10? We're there at eight, you know, trying to get in line. I might get one, you know, it's still, it's the same thing. Maybe it's an ingenious business model to always have just enough demand. Maybe they can't make enough. I'm thinking it's the first thing, but um, it's, it's been the same way in the eighties and nineties and even the early two thousands for a lot of those memories as it is today. But I think people more often than not talk about those amazing gifts at Christmas. And it's always comes back to Nintendo because that was, the dominant one through the 80s and 90s for the most part. Yeah, I made damn sure to get myself a Super Nintendo Mini when it was announced. Like, I when the when the NES oh Classic Mini came out, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably snag that if I see it. And when I find out it was sold out everywhere, I was bummed. It wasn't like I don't have an NES or I don't have a way to play certain NES games, but it's like there are games on that on that Mini that I probably will never own. Or because I'm not going to hook up my NES to my HDTV. It's just not going to look good. It's just not going to look good. It's not going to work. Right, right. And then when the Super Nintendo one was announced, I'm like, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to beat these scalpers. At the time, I was getting off work at 530 in the morning. So I drove past a local Target. I got in line at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I stayed there. And I was like, there was like 150 uh, SNES minis that they were selling. I was like number 53 in line. I got my little ticket and I think they opened even like 45 minutes early just so they can sell us our consoles and we can go home. I was ecstatic. I was like, there's like a picture. You have to scroll a few years down on my Instagram to see it. But I'm like, I got the dude who was sitting there, who was standing next to me in the line to take a picture of me holding it in the target. Like I got the thing. I think I did the same thing. I was going to ask you, did did you know that that day they're going to release a wave of them or something or I did. Um, I, cause I, it was the, it was the day one release day. Oh, okay. All right. It was day, it was day one. And I, oh, the, went I'm to, sorry, the super Nintendo one, right? Yeah. For the super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. I have a similar story that also ends up at target about the NES classic mini. Uh, that one was announced. As you know, I have a deep connection to that console. 
Um, it's officially a Nintendo product, which is a huge difference because we know there are things you can do. I've built a RetroPie. It's fun. It's not quite the same. You know, you can buy third-party controllers. You can use emulation. I get it. I've done it all, okay? There's a reason why I'm back at square one. But they announced that thing, and I thought, oh, I'm totally going to buy one of those things. Probably like many of you out there, went to the store on the day of. Yeah, we don't have any. Yeah, we got three, and they were gone instantly. Yeah, I don't know if we're ever getting any more. You kept hearing that, right? Months went by. I started figuring out these tracker websites you can get on. I don't know if you're familiar with a site called BrickSeek but they actually could track uh, Walmart and Target stock, and I think they still can. I did so not they, know this. You can you can see pretty accurately, um, or at least somewhat accurately. I don't, things have changed. It's been a few years, but mm-hmm. I just happened upon, and this was like when we didn't know they are going to do more waves of them. We didn't know they are going to reprint more of them. They never said anything. Nintendo didn't say a damn thing. Um, it was the last, oh, yeah, there's a small wave of them going out, and it was believed that, that was the last wave. I saw it on Twitter or something coming up soon or in the next couple of days. So I happened to check one morning at like seven in the morning. I went on BrickSeek and it said in stock three at my local Target. And I was like, holy F, I am out of here. I told the <laughs> wife, I'm like, we had a new baby at the time, which means we had to juggle in the morning, like when we're getting ready for work. And I'm like, I got to go drive. Uh, I got to go now to the store. They're going to open in 25 minutes. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I, you, we got the kid here. And like, what do we, I'm like, I, I have to, I have to go. I will be back in 45 minutes. You have to, please, I got to go. Okay. And she's the most wonderful wife in the world, by the way. She right away was like, oh, all right. This is weird, but okay. I'll explain later. I got to go. Flew down the road. I got to the store before it opened, like 10 till. I went up to the door. There was nobody at any of the doors. Doors, and then the person came up, unlocked the door. I'm like, sweet. Literally did the half sprint, half walk all the way back to electronics. I know where it is. Already two dudes standing there. I don't know how it's possible because there was nobody at the doors before they opened. But I was in there and I looked over to the case and I said, how many are in there? Three. I said, I'm getting one. I was here when it opened. And they said, yep, one for each of us. I said, booyah. But that's how I got my NES Classic. And that was the last print they did of them. And you couldn't find them anywhere. I I was very lucky. To get on that one and you better believe when they announced the super nintendo one was coming out i was all on it like setting up alerts and things we could talk about some other time to mm-hmm. try to keep my eyes because they were just doing that thing where they're not going to tell you when they're not going to tell you where but the second it happens they're vapor oh, kind of yeah. like that n64 nintendo switch controller that i'm definitely not pissed off about oh yeah because i want the n64 switch controller really bad um i keep checking the website just just in case and it's still not there and yeah the last they wrote was more will be available in late january and then late january came and went and then they deleted that line from the page if you noticed it's been gone and vapor ever since i'm sure it's a supply thing but probably they need to make more and if they don't i'm gonna be salty nintendo oh i'm pretty sure they will with you I think they good, will. People are one pissed. good thing about that is that they, they're making more of the NES one and they're making more of the Super Nintendo one. So I could only assume they're going to make more of the, of the N64. They just know that the second they put up anything for the N64, people are going to come in and swoop and them bots and scalpers are probably going to come in and steal them away, which makes me, uh, yeah, I have a thing about scalpers. Um, oh, I'm, I'm with you, my friend. Trust me. Yeah, because... <laughs> Predators. Not, I mean, like, they're killing us here. <sighs> I was so I got stupid lucky with my NES with my NES mini 
Um, I've already had a Super Nintendo because if I had to pick and choose, like which one did I want more? I want the Super Nintendo one because the Super Nintendo one, in my opinion, has the better games, has the more history. And if other people want to get into retro video games, like if my nieces and nephews want to start playing, that's the console I'm going to point to first. It's like, go here or the Genesis, start in 16-bit, go there, and then we'll work. And then maybe we'll go to 8-bit, maybe we'll go to 32, but start at 16. That's the best one, in my personal opinion. It's more, It's I think it's more accessible, it's more approachable, and the number Mm -hmm. one thing is the difficulty. And uh, how good they held up, I think 16-bit pixel animation has held up amazingly well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I love the NES, I love the 8-bit too. But 16-bit is just, it still looks great. Donkey Kong Country still looks great. Oh, it's Donkey Kong Country looks gorgeous 20-plus years later. Metroid, uh, Super Metroid looks stunning. Yeah, it's still, still stunning. Super Mario World, that game looks oh. amazing. Still. I kind of, I was told, I was telling myself to do this. So I got like this, this the Super Nintendo Hallmark ornament. Nice. That, Does it make uh, sounds too? Jealous now. Should have gotten it. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> don't that's know how really well cool. that, I don't know how well that's gonna translate in the audio. So uh sparks when you're editing this. I'm I sorry. heard it real good. That, that's good. Yeah, that, that sucker's loud. But but every time I see something super super Mario World, I'm like, I gravitate towards Super Mario World, even though I love Super Mario 3 and I love the original Super Mario Bros. Me too. If yeah, I had like gun to my head, I'm going Super Mario World. That's like the better one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we talk about, I say this on the stream show often, but I say Raji's Holy Trinity of all gaming history, the end, period. What is the this Holy is Trinity? What the is Holy Raji, Trinity what is, is your, what is your, teach me, teach me, take me to, take me to retro church, my pastor. Let me preach. Let me get up on my pulpit and give you my sermon on this. So the Triforce from the Legend of Zelda, which is on my hat, has three points. The Triforce. The Holy mm. Trinity, of course, has three points. Point number one is the Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past which is my favorite game of all kind, all time. Favorite That's series, favorite game. That's and a, a really close, good one. A close number two is the one you just mentioned. Super Mario World, Super Nintendo. And number three for me is Super Metroid, another one you just mentioned. So when I say the holy trinity of gaming, it all comes together on the Super Nintendo. And that's why the Super Nintendo is the best console ever made. The end. Okay. And, uh, tweet me. I'm sure you're going to be angry. Come at me. Oh, no, that's no. Fine. I'm... I'm not going to be angry with you. Not you. Other other people might be like, other, that guy's full of crap. I'm never watching that show. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like that. So I may not have a Holy Trinity, but I do have a Mount Rushmore. And funny enough, <laughs> and funny enough I, at that gaming convention, there's a, a pin that I instantly bought just because it's like, hey, I love all four of these characters. All four of these characters essentially shaped my video game life. And it's Mario, Link, Mega Man, and Sonic. Oh, yeah. And Sonic, you know, I'll throw the love to Sonic. Sonic is up there on games that I have a great nostalgia for and will always be in my heart. Like Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles. And yes, the one you mentioned that I have never played all the way through and we're going to play live soon is Sega CD's Sonic CD. Well, to be perfectly honest, it took me well over 20 years to beat Sonic CD and I finally beat it on my cell phone. So, ooh, yeah, that actually that remake is really good. That uh, Christian Whitehead widescreen one, right? Oh yeah, that's the reason why I actually I shelled out the money to buy it to get without ads and to the whole nine yards. And when I started playing, I was like, "Man, this is really good." And tell also, me you played the tell me you played Mania, right? Oh, of course. Oh hell yeah, I played. Where did where to go? So oh, good. No. My, okay, so I ha- over here, 
I have the the mega the the mega the mania collector's edition. Oh, actually, there is something I could show off to you right here because I got the collector's edition when it came out for the PS4, which included a statue of Sonic on a Genesis. And I remember the, this and the reproduction cart. Ooh, that's cool. With inside is a ring. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know that slid open. Oh yeah, that's where the yeah it slid it slides up. It looks just like a Genesis cartridge, and also the ring is like nice and hefty too. It's really cool. Can I show you off this? If you played it, I have the Sonic Mania collection on Switch. The uh, oh yeah, I have that one too. So I have okay. So you've seen it on my PS4 or PS5 now, and my Switch. I buy for the Switch for the art book and for the reversible cover. Well, I I double dipped on that one. I bought it twice. I own it digitally, and of course, they never said they're doing a physical. Thanks again, Sega, for that. Mm-hmm. whomever is producing that one and printing that one but uh yeah once they announced it was coming out i was like oh my god oh, all I right i'm getting it i'm buying it physical because i want it physical which is a whole other topic we can go down if you want it's oh that was the last that was the last topic <laughs> that was the topic okay. on the last show which was physical and digital go ahead and listen to that oh my god yeah i'm gonna listen to it and i'm gonna have opinions sir yeah. Oh, I'm I assuming you're on team physical, but where are we I'm at? on team physical, but I will say there are things with digital that actually do help. I.e., sometimes games are still super like okay. Let's talk a little modern Nintendo stuff, especially with news that came out a few weeks ago, and the clock is a uh, clock ticking, fellas and ladies. The 3DS eShop and the Wii U eShop, they're going down. They're gonna be donezo soon. Um, at the end of this, well, when this comes up, it probably will have already passed, but. At the end of August, uh, you will not be able to add funds to the eShop via Nintendo eShop gift cards. Whereas by the end of March, you will not be able to add funds via your credit card. And the shop is going down in March of 2023. So I'm pissed. Because <laughs> if you're if you're bringing the shop down, that's understandable. But at least let me be able, excuse me, to add funds until the actual end of the thing and i will not lie there are a few games i did buy recently of the virtual console titles mostly pokemon games and the legend of zelda ages oracle of ages and oracle of seasons because those heart those physical cartridges are still so damn expensive it's like at least i have them on my 3ds now so i can play them and i don't have to go out and get the physical cartridge and spend hundreds of dollars yeah, and again, we're going to play that on the original Game Boy Color that has no backlight whatsoever. I mean, how's that experience compared to, I, I got I, it on a 3DS screen where it's bright and sh- crispy and sharp. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I have, um, a, a, blah, I almost call it my 3DS, my Game Boy, my GBA. Is that a custom case or no? Must yeah. Be it's a, it's Super Famicom looks amazing. It's oh Rachel. my God, that looks cool though. It's a... Once again, another ding because I love showing this off. Yeah, it's a reshell uh, GBA SP 101 model too, so it's got like the the buttons, the brighter the screen, 101. Yeah, it's a 101. So I made I made damn sure to get a 101 model, and also I had a friend of mine uh, reshell it because the other shell was scratched to high heaven. Ooh, I got something to show you in a minute. Let me can I can I sidebar you real quick on that Wii U 3DS shop? Um, yeah, yeah. So you may or may not know this, but you've got a Switch, right? So you I do. can add funds on your Switch. And that is this one in the same account as long as they're linked up to your Wii U and 3DS. So the fact that you can't use your credit card um, as of what is it coming up in a few days, right? Yeah, at the end of twenty third of March. At the, yeah, twenty third. I thought it was I the think 31st. 
Ah, you could be right. I thought twenty third is burning in my brain, but either way, it could be. It could be that. So we. By, anyway, by, we got. We anyways, we don't have a lot of time left to add funds to our credit from our credit cards. <laughs> by April first, which is no joke, Nintendo. By the way, you're not going to be able to do it on the 3ds and Wii U. Use your credit card directly there, but you can still use the physical cards you can buy with eShop credit. You will still be able to use those codes, and you can use your Nintendo Switch and add funds to your Nintendo Switch wallet, you know, or whatever the hell they're calling it. And then go on your Wii U, and it should be one and the same as long as they're linked up. So that's mm. good news. That is good news. Um, so you have basically a year. After a year, yeah. we're all screwed, though. Yeah, because I remember like the game Shantae that was available on the eShop awesome. through 3DS, which I did get, and also I double, I triple dipped actually because I have it on my 3DS, I have it on my Switch digitally, and I even have a physical because I'm a shill and I like physical games. But Going back to what I was saying, Shantae for the Game Boy, a loose card is $300. CIB is yep. $500. It's, it's stupid expensive. So it's like, I'm just going to get the – I just want to play the game. I don't need yes. like the physical card. I, as, yeah. if, I'm, if I have a way to play a game, even though it's not like the true way it was meant to be played, I don't give a damn. I If I could play this game legally, I'm playing the game legally. Are you aware of you're talking about Shantae, the first one for Game Boy Color, right? Yeah, the one. Yeah, you aware that it was re-released on the Switch? Yeah, I have it on the Switch. Okay, cool. And you're real you're aware of the limited run releases they did, which I have back here, by the way. I can pull out. I have a bunch of limited run releases there stored over there. Did you get the uh Game Boy Color Game Boy Color cartridge print of that one? I did not. I got the Best Buy repro I got the Best Buy varying covers of the Switch once. Which is great too. Mm-hmm. I, I picked up the Game Boy Color cart, and so when I play it, I'm going to actually play it uh, the way God intended it, supposedly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Playing that through the, uh, I think the plan is Game Boy Color would only work with the GameCube Game Boy Player Adapter. So we're going to have the actual cartridge into the GameCube, into the converter, into your screen, into the stream for that one. So we're going to do that way. And it's, yeah, like, it's, it's a lot more work. Se- Raji, that's like Gameception right there. It really is. And I always say on my streams and stuff, I say, how many times can I say game or Game Boy? I'll say, we're playing blankety blank on Game Boy with the Game Boy player on the Super Game Boy through the Super Nintendo. You know, like, it's ridiculous. Although, do you have a modded SNES? Um, I You actually don't have, well, most SNESs will allow you to output that same clean um, component signal if you have the well, right okay. cable. Let me rephrase. Do you have a modded SNES that can play Famicom or Super Famicom games? Yes, I did it myself. And I got to tell you, it's super easy to mod your Super Nintendo to play a Japanese cart from another region. So there was actually a Japanese Super Game Boy 2 that played Game Boy Color games. You don't have to do... There, there, never mind. Uh, Never mind. I'm dumb. Maybe was did it was was that able to play Game Boy Color games or was that not able to play Game Boy Color games? I thought it was. Uh, I want to say it doesn't, but I'm Damn not because I was good. I was trying to be like, hey, here's a better way to do that. I, I'm I'm Boo Boo the Fool again. Never mind. No, I'm pretty sure it does not. But I'm not 100. It can play those. Okay, so it's a little. Remember those black cartridge games that came up for the Game Boy? You ever seen those? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. so those are like in between the color and the regular so they have like color palettes i think for the game boy color uh, for the super game boy see i'm doing it now we're saying game boy way too many times um it has some special color palettes and like maybe a border or something sometimes mm-hmm. but i don't think game boy color is compatible mm-hmm. with it not like but, true game not like true game boy color games not like say i have a few game boy color games back here like uh, mario tennis or something 
No, I don't. I think you would need again. I think that's the next step was the Game Boy Player for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. How many times oh. can I say game <laughs> in one sentence? How many times do we say Nintendo in this in this conversation? <laughs> Six hundred thousand. Check this. Out. Here's the other thing I was going to show you. Basically, you're talking about your modded um, mm-hmm. SP. Yeah. Oh, oh you got modded. I also, have, I, also modded have one? A, I also have a modded SP that uh, I had a friend do the screen because they had just done one. But I did this. We had the Sheldon too on it. Check this out. Uh, Is that? Oh, I think I see it from here. Oh, look at that. Oh, we've got oh, the that's... IPS backlit screen, and we've got yeah. a Super Famicom theme. There's the you got... cap. <laughs> I've been trying to find Minish Cap, but when I what I found a few copies of Minish Cap at the uh, oh, that's gorgeous, it's beautiful. But I, but I found copies of Minish Cap when I was at the uh, at the convention, but they're all ninety dollars. I'm like, I just want to play this game. Oh, I don't want ninety. I think I think I paid like thirty when I got it some years back, and I thought that was a little high for a Game Boy Advance game. It's a great game. Hey, yeah. eShop man, eShop. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a Wii U, so I can't get off the Wii U eShop. And also, a 3D, man, the 3DS, Wii, U, right? Wii U's got super... No, no, not 3 It's Game Boy Advance games are on 3DS. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Hmm, let me think around this one for you. There, I don't think there is actually another way to do it right now. Le- no, like, um, legit, as legally. As, as much as I would like to, I would... So, like, we were talking about Christmas stories, and one year... Like, this is after I got my PS4 and after I was getting... While I was diving more and more back into video gaming, um, I was helping my my dad's wife look through some things in our house, and I saw a Wii U box, and I go, "Oh!" And she like quickly like shoves the shoves the drawer and looks at me and says, "You saw nothing." Something and oh hell yeah, I'm getting a Wii U for Christmas. And you know, this was after this was actually before I got my PS5 uh, my PS4, but I'm thinking, hey, there's great games for the Wii U. Mario Maker looked amazing. Because when I saw that thing from Mario yeah. Maker, I'm like, damn, I kind of want a Wii U now. Because the way you used to the, the gamepad and the pen to make courses, I'm like, that's so easy. Uh, Smash Bros. was, of course, you can't argue with Smash Bros. Mario Kart 8 is also amazingly good. So there's all these great first-party Nintendo titles on here. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can do, I can go with a Wii U. A Wii U sounds fun. I can have fun with that. Christmas comes. I open. I see the box. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, Wii U. But it's lighter. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I opened it up. It was a box of shoes. Oh no! It was I not got, in a Wii U box, though, right? It my it was my shoes in a Wii U box. Oh, that hurts. That's just hurtful. Why would they do that to you? Well, because they used the box from my nephew. Because they gave a Wii U to my nephew. No. <laughs> and then they used the box to put my running shoe. They put. They got me a pair of Nikes, which I mean, Oof. It, they were that was fine. I got a new pair of running shoes, but at the same time, it's like. Come on, though, really. Uh, and my par- and my dad was actually kind of like, but I thought you wanted the PlayStation Four, which I'm like, oh wow. First of all, dad, points for you for actually getting the console right. Uh, secondly, yeah, I do want a PS4, but at the same time, I would have been happy with a Wii U. There's great games on the Wii U, and now the Wii U is too expensive and so super hard to find. Well, if I see one, I'll I'll, I'll send you a link, my friend. They're out there. You can get them. They're not crazy. Yeah, that's that's very true. not always. I mean, I mean, again, everything is kind of. I mean, it keeps going up and up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Maybe we're, maybe we're hitting that point where the Wii U is now becoming rare. Well, if you think quotes, about it, air quotes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad because the Wii U was Nintendo's first true HD console, and it failed miserably in sales. Not to say that the software wasn't good. There's amazing software. Super Mario 3D World, 
um, Mario Kart 8, Smash Brothers for Wii U. I mean, the eight-player Smash, when that was introduced, that was nuts. But because it just sold so poorly and everyone was confused of what the Wii U really was, and when it came, when the Switch came out, and of course we all know how much gangbusters that did. I mean, I had to, I had to hunt down my Switch when I got mine back in twenty six in a twenty was it twenty sixteen twenty fifteen sounds right. Like or no oh, twenty seventeen. I'm sorry, yeah, seventeen was a Switch. I'm yeah. thinking Wii U. Yeah, so like in twenty seventeen when the Switch came out, I got lucky at a Toys R Us. I called them the day before. They said yes, but you have to be here early because there's gonna be a line. I was like, they had thirty systems. I was number fifteen nice i think i i happened upon i was looking all over the place and i was finally able to get the funds together to buy the switch which surprisingly was not when it released like about three months after release and as you know they're gone everywhere oh yeah um, I, think I checked I, got... I, th- I think it was best buy randomly got some i'd called and i said it was a saturday i'm like i'm just gonna call they're not gonna have any they're not gonna get a shipment on saturday well somehow they had just gotten a shipment friday night or something and that's how i snagged mine i got the the neon joy cons one nice i got I uh, I got like the first. I got mine. I want to say like a month and a half after it came out, maybe like give or take around there. Yeah, we weren't so we weren't far apart at all, man. No, but uh, by the way, biggest uh, Wii U gem. As long as we're gonna talk about the Wii U, I think that is not gonna be ported to the Switch because they're not gonna do it. Is Nintendo Land? Probably not. I don't think they're gonna do a sequel, even though I think they could absolutely do a sequel. I haven't heard anything about Nintendo Land because of all the Wii U stuff I've heard or played is Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Super Mario 3D World. Um, I didn't haven't gotten Mario Wii U yet or Wii U De- or Mario U Deluxe, but it's a great game, by the way. I know I've heard great things about the game, even though the internet did what the internet does with um, poor Toadette and the ground, and they hate everything. You gen- and Bowser, right? Bowser or Bowsette? Yeah, I'm talking about Bowser. <laughs> remember, remember those days? Oh, yes. Oh, I remember this. Yes, sir. Oh, God. Okay, there's this great video by um, that voice actor, um, Prozidi. Pro I don't know his real name, but he's um, he's that one voice actor with the glasses, and he does these quick little things. And uh, excuse my language, but it's like, it's just like, he's at Mario's like, oh, we got to port another game to the Switch. What's a stupid Mario game? We Mario, we, yeah, we got to add some shit. Uh, oh, yeah, let's do the crown. And then there's an alarm. What the fuck is that? The internet made it fucky. How they make it fucky? It's a pink mushroom. <laughs> and then it's like, it's, it's, it's like, so they do the power. It's like the power up. Uh-huh. But with Bowser and how they, oh, that's real fucky. <laughs> and it's like, they're just going to town, sir. Yeah, they uh, again. Then I think that game suffered from a name that is senseless. Yeah, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like can you call it New Super Mario Brothers Switch? Because that's Definitely. what it is. We know it comes from the Wii U, but we know you added two things and Funky Mode or whatever you did. Yeah, which I always oh, give them crap for that. Oh, and Funky Mode, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Now with Funky Mode, do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. But hey, the way the I game's see it, amazing. Yeah, if if you got if if you just add a mode so little kids can go play it, I'm not gonna get I'm, mad about it. Oh, I'm for I mean, it. I'm just I'm just kind of giving them crap that it was literally the same damn game for sixty dollars yeah. with one difficulty setting, basically. Uh, now with that, yeah, that's BS. Should have been like what forty, maybe twenty. If even that, if they even if they said all right it's not fair but we'll make it 49.99 i would say okay at least it's 50 not 60 yeah, yeah. but that game is absolutely worth it so i'm not crapping on it. i love that game 
Yeah, that is great. probably the best Donkey Kong Country ever made, to be honest. I mean, the original has my heart, but like how that one looks, plays, feels, and sounds like, my God, it's a great game. I haven't played it, but I've been oh, wanting yeah. to get Donkey Kong a few new. I want to get Donkey Kong Country 3D Returns on the 3DS, but I don't know if that's like a good, decent port because I've heard mixed things about it. But I also been like, hey, I would like to play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It's just when I have the money, other games decide to take my money instead. Well, go ahead and get it. Um, I think used now on the Switch, it's not that bad, but I have a full, I'll give you a full five star for that one. That's a great game. And yeah. Returns, that game is great on the Wii. It looks better, obviously, than the 3DS, mm-hmm. but you, you're forced to use motion controls and there's no way out of it. Yeah. So whenever you have to ground pound, you have to take the Wiimote and like shake it. Mm. And it's like all the time. So uh, that's my only complaint. There's actually some sort of a user created homebrew hack where you put regular buttons to the game. So <laughs> when I do my playthrough of it on a stream some point, I'm going to do that hack. I'm going to find out how to do that because I don't want to sit and shake the stupid Wiimote all the damn time. Like yeah. it's, it, it was one of those things where Nintendo kind of forces the gimmick and it kind of mm-hmm. wrecks the game a little bit for me. But the 3DS yeah. version is that exact game without the shenanigans. So if you want it on that, you could do that too. Yeah, I'll probably because I can I can get it at a at a trade show. By the way, if you ever come out to Southern California, hit me up. I got places to take you. That would be amazing. By the way, I do have uh, a couple good friends out in that area that I've been meaning to get to. And of course, yes, haven't done anything for two years, but we hope in the future that'll change. Yep, fingers crossed here. Uh, so we're winding down on time a little bit because I know you said you have a little bit of a time crunch and you have things you need to get done. I'm but okay before, for the moment, but roll, sir, roll. All right, cool, cool. Let's let's keep on rolling then. Let's, I'm having let's too much like, fun in there right now. Let's I be think. like Donkey Kong and them barrels and just keep on rolling, shall we? I know, except right? The mine, except the minecart level, because I never play the minecart level. I just know oh. horrible things about the minecart level, and I'm like, mm, the minecart level, yay. Well, you have the Super NES Mini. You got to get on that, sir. That's yeah. my assignment to you, Donkey Kong Country. Dude, I have so much shit in my backlog right now. It's not even funny. I know. Look, I know. look around me, sir. I'm with you. I'm right with you. <laughs> I'm also going to give you crap because that's what I have to do. Right? I even wrote down a list of games I wanted to beat, and uh, that hasn't even happened yet. I haven't even beaten freaking Pokemon Brilliant Diamond yet, and I'm on, and I'm going to the Elite Four right now. Also haven't beaten it yet, um, but also just have a lot going on. I li- I mean, I like it a lot. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, no. it's a, I've been having an absolute blast with it. It's just for some reason, I got to a certain point, and I just haven't picked it back up again. But And, of course, guess what I did last night? Right before I went on stream. Well, Elden Ring. But before I went to Elden Ring, guess what I put in? Because it came out. The Mario Kart 8 courses came out. The new courses. I I had a feeling that's why you're wearing a Mario Kart shirt today. I just, well, yeah. Yeah, today's a great day to wear it. But I would wear it any day. Like, I just played those tracks yesterday with with my ladies, finally. Because I had to work all day and, you know. Was going to put them on my live stream on Thursday night. But they didn't drop till midnight. So, dang it, Nintendo, you hose me. Yeah, you kidding me? I was I thought um the courses were already up. So I came home from work one night. And I was like, hey, babe, put it in Mario Kart, see if it lo- if it loads up. And then I'm like, yay, and then it didn't load up and I'm or loaded up. And I was like, cool. And I go, I was like, where are the new courses? And I double check my phone. It's like, son of a bitch, they come out in two days. Do you have thoughts on the new courses? Have you played them? You said you played them a bit. Yeah, I played um I only went through I did both cups last night, and they're gorgeous. The tour Which- ones, I would say, are the tour ones, like the 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 levels from Mario Kart Tour, the they phone game. If you didn't know that out there, yeah, it's the mobile game. For those of you who don't know, I would definitely say they definitely keep you on your toes because the course changes as you take like third on the third lap where you would make a right, you're now making a left. That's Paris, right? 
Paris, yeah. Paris and Tokyo. And Tokyo as well. Now, is that the last track, that Tokyo one? Uh, no, Tokyo is the first track of the Lucky Bell Cup, and the last track is the Ninja one. I'll say that last Ninja one, that's, and, and if you notice, that one has never been a part of anything before, so that's all brand new. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, I was surprised. I thought they were all kind of rehashes from other things, but um, um, I think very they cool. said it's from Mario Kart Tour, but you're right. That could be a brand new course all in and of itself because I thought it was from Tour. But funny thing is, if that is a 100% brand new course, I think it is. I'm that, that was not my favorite course. I not because it's a bad course, it's a good looking course. It looks gorgeous. It was just hard for me to get the turns right. It's a little confusing. There's different levels you can bounce up to. I don't know if you yeah. caught that. Um, my favorite was um, the Paris one, I got to think. I think that was one of my top. And I love Coconut Mall returning. Uh, but did, I'm a little did, disappointed did, about the cars, man. The cars don't move. Do they ever yeah, move? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Dude. Part of that is getting next... crushed by the car and getting pissed off. Dude, salty. I was going to say the same thing. Because once we got through that part of Coconut Mall, my, the first thing out of my mouth was, oh, the cars don't move anymore. Yeah, I was like, okay, that they put shy guys in there, but I'm like, they don't move. I thought they're di- yeah. they, they're facing diagonal, so I thought, oh, they're gonna randomly move, right? They don't move at no, all. Like, what the hell, move. guys? I mean, they took out the the boost pads because that's the cool thing about that part of Coco Mall is that if the car moves forward, there's you have a boost pad, but you gotta be careful because those things go back and you got cr- and they're gonna crash into you and they're gonna get you. One wonders why they would make such a change to a beloved course like that. I don't, I, I don't know the reasoning. Is it like, oh, it's too difficult? But why why does that matter? I don't think that I would be a thing. Don't, right? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, the rest of the, the stage itself looks good. And also, I noticed that the el- the escalators, it's not because on the original one, you would go up one and down the other. And then the next lap, they would switch and go back. This time, it's random. Like they'll randomly change back and forth. Like you can be going to one escalator and then it'll change direction. So you have to either quickly swerve to the side or just suck it up and go up the the one that's going down which i'm fine with too you know mm-hmm. but that, the, that's my number one you know <laughs> thank you nintendo so much for making these because i'm so excited i've been yelling about it for years and years and on my streams yelling saying would you please i don't even care about characters just give me new tracks i'll pay you a hundred dollars i don't care they finally did it for 25 dollars. but my one gripe is that mm-hmm. Why do the cars not move in Coconut Mall? That was part of the hilarity is when your friend gets clipped by it mm-hmm. and they're all pissed off and you laugh and you go right past them. Hopefully yeah, it's not exactly. you that gets clipped. Yeah. But you, why would you change such a fundamental thing? That's the track. I, I don't know. I was going to, I forgot who Difficulty? I was talking. No, maybe I don't think just, may, well, maybe <laughs> Nintendo is saying, well, it, it slows down the track too much or it's, it's interesting. It could be that, but I was going to say, because I forgot who I was talking about, because going with the 3DS and the Wii U eShops closing and with a bunch of things that Nintendo has been doing in the past few years or since 2015, since um, Awada passed away, there I feel like Nintendo has, got a, has had more blemishes than they've had good things happen to them. Whereas, like for, uh, like for example... Um, like the whole free melee fiasco that happened a few years ago in the pan- during the height of pandemic, and you also have Nintendo, um, their like the creators program when they were striking down copyrights, and even you right. even have um that one YouTube user who was putting up music on YouTube for free. There wasn't any ad revenue. It's just like, hey, remember these old classic soundtracks that you can't get anywhere else? This is where you can listen to them. And of course, Nintendo struck them down. I said, nope, get those out of here. 
Yeah. So with a lot of with, with Nintendo doing a lot of those things and changing and changing things recently, it's hard to it's really hard to be like, oh yeah, Nintendo is awesome, and then it's like, oh yeah, but they did that, and they did that, and they did that, and they did that. Well, I mean, what's what's your thought on Nintendo the past few years? I think Nintendo has done a lot of great things, and obviously, now I want to explain to people out there that are not familiar with me that, um, which are probably most people, to be honest, out there. I think that uh, please understand that I'm not like what you would call a quote-unquote Nintendo fanboy or I can only see the good, I will defend everything they do. That is not who I am. I can I I, I love I am a lover of Nintendo things, a lover of what they've done over the years, but I can also be critical. And here is where I will be critical a little bit. They took the Wii U, which by the way, we were talking about that earlier. The reason why I honestly think the reason that was a failed console is not because of the device itself or the games because yeah, if if that was a failure, then might I ask you why every game on the Wii U is now a Switch game if there was a failure? It's not. I think the naming and the branding and the advertisement of that console was the only reason it failed. I think Wii U was a stupid name. <laughs> it just was terrible. Now, come to think of it, why didn't they just call it the Super Wii? Would you have bought a Super Wii? I probably would have bought a Super I, Wii. I probably would have bought a Super Like, when I first saw the announcement for the Wii U, and I remember seeing the E3 thing for the Wii U, and it was the gamepad. And I thought, okay, is this a peripheral? If this, if the gamepad itself was like a seventy or eighty dollar peripheral that enhanced my Wii games, I would have bought it. But the second I found out, oh no, it's a brand spanking new console, and you need to drop two hundred and thirty dollars for this thing, I'm like, no, I'm out. Right, it's a lot of money. I think that was uh, clearly that's the easy, that's the easy biggest misstep they've made in the last few years. But um, I think they've learned from it. You've seen a lot of Switch games getting released, and their their schedule of release has kept people entertained and engaged, and myself included. There's times where I think, oh, what are they going to do now? They don't really have much. They keep coming up with stuff. Hey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Pack, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could speak as a creator. It is a little bit concerning that they're striking down so much on YouTube, and they had been in the past, or maybe they've slowed down on it. Seems like they have. Not sure. Um at this very point in 2022, I'm allowed to go and stream Mario Kart 8, but I would worry that at some point, is that music that's in the background as I'm talking over Mario Kart 8, is that going to get me copyright stricken or deleted from YouTube or Twitch? Mm-hmm. Are we going to push it that far? I have no personal problem with, hey, I'm going to put up a soundtrack from the GameCube and they want to strike it down. Unfortunately, it's their right to do it. I'm not going to defend and say that's great. I would say, why do you have to strike it down? You're not making money on it. In fact, pretty sure it tags you. So you are the owner. So you would get the monetization. You would get the clicks. The person that put it up would not get a cent from that. Right. I don't see the problem, but if you want to be dinks about it, I'm not, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a grayer. I guess I'm not super angry at them, but I'm not like approving of it. I think it's, to me, it's being a little bit of a dink to do that. Yeah. Um, I I just worry where that line is going to get pushed again as a creator in the creator space. Are they going to say, hey, I know how you did that Nintendo Direct, did a Nintendo Direct reaction where you watched our presentation and you gave your thoughts. And you know what? We don't like that. If you do that, we're deleting it and we're going to report you. Uh, if it gets to that, I will have a big problem. And not because I make money, because to be honest, I can disclose to you on YouTube, I've made zero cents on YouTube. Um, so I can literally tell you I've never made a penny on anything like that. But I enjoy doing that. I want to I grow that content. But yeah. I guess the big question raises is, 
is Big N going to come and crush the little creators? Is there going to be a day? And another question is why exactly when Sega puts their soundtracks out on Spotify, a lot of times, and the other services, why can Nintendo not do this anywhere? Because they would be getting paid by the click. And why when I see Breath of the Wild five disc set with a cool booklet and it's only in Japan and oh yeah, it's like $97. Why? And then you delete the YouTube soundtrack. I, I would love an explanation. You can't buy it, and you can't listen to it. And if somebody tries to allow you to listen to it, you can't do that either. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I'm playing the game. Why can't I listen to your music, Nintendo? That's yeah. my. That's. I guess that's a big criticism I'll have of them. It it is, and I I'm the exact same way. I am a fan of Nintendo, and I will I will praise Nintendo when they deserve praise, especially like last year, last E3 specifically. When they said, hey, we're working on Metroid Prime 4, but we got something for you, and we got Metroid Dread. Oh, my I God. lost my freaking mind. Same. For Metroid Dread. I went back and played every single 2D Metroid in preparation for Dread, and it was one of the most beautiful gaming experiences of my entire life. Was Dude. playing. I played Zero Mission. I played um, Samus Returns on my 3DS. I played um, Super Metroid on my SNS Mini, which was the first time I ever experienced that game, and I was oh my god! Um, I re I found Fusion again because Fusion was the first Metroid game I ever played. I gave it to a friend because I sold my old Game Boy Advance when I got my SP, because I got lost and I was a very impatient kid. And then it's my favorite Metroid game ever, and Dread was mwah, Chef's Kiss Game of the Year for 2021. Do not at me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It was amazing. And then they come up with saying, hey, we're going to shut down the Wii U and 3DS eShop. Now, I understand it's these are older systems. It was a long time coming. Like when they discontinued the 3DS, we knew it was going to happen. Right. But the fact that they have no, but they actually said this before they took that line off. They this, The fact that they said they have no plans to put any of their legacy content up on the Switch makes me infuriated because that's one of the best things about Nintendo. They do so much to be like, hey, Remember this. Remember the SNES. Remember the NES. Remember the N64. I mean, they are doing some good things with putting games on the NSO for like Breath of Fire 1 and 2 is on this on the SNES NSO. Those games are stupid expensive to find at IRL. But there they are. You can play them. Yes, you have to pay an extra fee. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that, but you know what? Before the expansion pack, $20 for a year? Take yeah. my money. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. I would say on that note, uh, I, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why you can't play a GameCube game on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. You can't tell me it's a hardware limitation. I don't believe you. If you haven't figured it out, you haven't tried. They have a and, GameCube game on Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's called freaking Sunshine. You did it. You did the damn thing. Right. And even if you're not going to release your whole library, could you take those big ones and release them for, I don't even care, 30, 40, whatever you want to do, re-release it. That's fine. I do, do have a problem with their business model of NSO, though, because you have to have the online membership to play them. Okay. It's cheap. It's $20. Okay, I'm with you. Here's the problem. Did you see what they just did to the Wii U and eShop and the 3DS eShop? What day comes when they decide the Nintendo Switch doesn't really matter to them anymore, and we're going to unplug NSO, Nintendo Switch Online. We don't really care. You know what? You're going to click on that Super Nintendo Online collection. It's going to go, ba -doom. I'm sorry, this product is no longer... You can't play this game. All it's not gone. supported. All right, well, everything's gone. gone. You want to go back and play mm -hmm. it? Unless they do something incredible. 
which I absolutely don't see them doing. They would have to, at the end of service, say, here's a patch. We're going to allow it to be on your Switch and you can play it. They're not going to do that. They're going to do what they did with the Miiverse. They won't even remove the icon. <laughs> like, remember on the Wii? Maybe you don't know this. Wii U and the 3DS, they never removed the icons. They did numerous updates. In fact, they recently did updates of both consoles. They can't even just remove the Miiverse icon. It's just this icon that sits there. You click on it and it gives you a not even a nice message, an error message. Can't connect to the Miiverse. Sorry, the service is over with. So yeah. my problem is you are not allowing us to play the classics. You are allowing us to play them at this moment for a small fee, which I'm fine with, but we all know it's going to end at some point. Mm -hmm. And when it does end, as a, as a gamer, as a, his, a gaming historian of sorts, it's bothersome, it's troublesome, and um, it's concerning. You know, like yeah. if I didn't own the NES carts, I'd be super salty, but I, I own most of these. And I have ways yeah. that they're not going to take out of my hands. Yeah. Why can and we not put them up for sale is my question. If you yeah. really want to buy them, I'm you know, a la carte. I've been putting up for sale, but also I found out when they introduced them, because when Nintendo started doing the the NES and the SNES classics, when they started doing that and other companies started doing classics, I thought that yeah. was a great way to get people into this. I was like, okay, it's a, I, I mean, I don't want to throw, I, I said the word preservation a lot when I was talking to Well Remage about physical versus digital, and I, I'm trying to like limit my use of the word preservation because no, you, know, you can say a lot of things like, oh, this is for preservation, but also I just want to play the, the stupid game. Like when, when you we, want to, yeah, exactly. When I want to, like with the NES, with the NES and the SNES minis, it's like cool, solid library. It's not everything you can't put. I mean, you can mod it, sure, sure, but it's not everything on there. But it's the greatest hits of what's what. And for a time, I thought, okay, Nintendo is is one of those companies that is actually giving you avenues to play their classic games. Now it's like you, how many hoops do I have to jump through? Whereas you look at Xbox, Xbox is like, yo. We might not be backwards compatible with everything, everything in our library, but we got a bunch of games that are compatible with the One S or, or the X with the One and the X. Yep. The PS Five is compatible with all Xbox or oh, wow, that would be a day. The PS Five is compatible with PS Fours. You're golden. It's like now I only now I'm just waiting for that that grand legacy console where it's like PS One to PS Three games can play on that machine, and I got my PS Five. If PlayStation were ever to do that, I'm settled. I am sitting pretty. I can get rid of my PS2. I can play my PS1, my PS3 games on that one machine. I'll be a very happy camper. You know, it would be gorgeous, and I don't think they're going to do it, but what if they... It, they would make me very happy if they could make this Switch backward compatible with at least the 3DS by making a little adapter, a Super 3DS adapter or something. You can put... there. You can. You have just like... Maybe you just use the Joy-Con controllers thing. I would Cart be so just cartridge slot, you know, you insert it in or something. Mm -hmm. Or actually, nowadays it could be just USB port or something yeah, like that. I would. Um, they it could actually make an adapter. Would be easy. Be easy. Yeah, right? they, if they can make an adapter for that, I would just, I would be so happy. I mean, I still have my original 3D, or not my original. I, I upgraded to a new 3DS. I got the one with the the pixel, the pixel faceplate. Oh, where all the well, the different Nintendo characters are eight bit pixels. Oh, maybe you need to show us this. Yeah, it's in my it's in my room. I'll probably show you later later yeah, on. Maybe afterwards. Yeah, maybe afterwards. But uh but yeah, just the fact that they're taking a bunch of old Game Boy games down, and a lot of those Game Boy games are super expensive. Or well, even the, the Game Pokemon, Boy, the ones yeah. behind you, the Pokemon games. Come on mm -hmm. now. Where are you gonna ever find those again? You're just not allowed to play them. 
I mean, luckily, Pokemon, you could find Pokemon games if you go to Trade Show or to a, a used game store. Yes, but the problem is they're still stupid expensive. Is that especially my behind you? Yeah, that's silver. That's my favorite one. And how much does that cost at a trade show? Uh, I'm hundred twenty bucks. A uh, Soul Silver, yeah. Um, I'm scared to ask about about that one. And it sucks because I, I don't have my original cartridge of silver anymore because the battery died. I didn't know you can fix it. Did you, you don't have the cart anymore then? I don't have my original cart, but I do have Soul Silver, so I'm like, okay, at least I have some form of the game. And I did I gonna, just. I was gonna say, if you had the cart, I could uh, maybe we could show you later. It's not terrible, or have someone do it for you. No, I got, unfortunately, when I figured out you can actually fix those games, it was, I already sold it years ago and I was, I've been kicking myself, but I have Soul Silver now and I just got the original Game Boy version on my 3DS. So it's like, okay, I have a way to play the original should I want, but I have the better one on my DS. Moving forward though, I have a, I have a real problem with how Nintendo's handling it. And they're basically saying, this is our property and we've decided we're not selling them like that so you can't play it and we're raising our hands saying is there any way to play that game that i used to have that i love and mm-hmm. nintendo's response is no no you may not and what does that lead to of course it's going to lead to people getting into emulation and you know illegal roms like which that's why it exists because you will not give us an avenue to play the games we loved and grew up with they hoist now, the colors because you're not like i see memes all the time when still like when news like this comes out I see people post memes uh, like it's always morally correct to pirate Nintendo games. It's like it's morally correct to do that because they're not letting you play the games. I get the frustration. I'm, I, I I'm do. not saying I, you should do that, but I'm just saying I get no, the frustration, I, man. I get it. I am. I'm like I'm 100% anti-piracy. I don't want to be. Right. I don't like saying yo ho yo ho unless I'm at Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. But at the same time, I you get where a lot of these, I get where these people are coming from, and I also yeah. understand it. I don't condone it, but I understand it, especially when it comes to older games that Nintendo is not making any money on anymore. It's like, it's like, oh, here's a game from 1995. It's a classic game. It was on this. It was on the Super Nintendo, and it's really hard to find. It was very late, but it's one of my favorite games, and I can't play this anymore. Can you please? And it's a first-party Nintendo title, but it's a very quiet one. Not a lot of people talk back. Can you please put this and make this available so other people like me? can enjoy it and understand it. And when Nintendo goes, no. And it's like, well, what else can I do? The game's now super expensive. It's like, well, do bad. You know, I, I, again, I, I clearly we're not on the inside of this and I can't tell you exactly, but my big theory, I've thought about this. I've had many debates about this over the years. I think that Nintendo has just made the choice that the idea of a virtual mm-hmm. console, which had to be like mother shipped by them because ever, think of all the rights holders, like, Let's just pull a Capcom game. Let's just say it's a Mega Man game or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's Battle Network. <laughs> Why can't I have that on the Switch? Well, they had to work out some sort of licensing to call it part of the Nintendo Virtual Console to get it on their eShop, maybe to port it, maybe to test it with the software, whatever the rights and stuff to sell that is. I believe all those Virtual Console titles that are not Nintendo-owned, of which there's a lot, I think that was just a lot for them. And at some point they decided, you know what, we're not doing that. You guys want to make your collections? You're on your own. We're going to do our thing. We're going to say, you guys pay us per month. We'll give you what we decide you can have that we have the licensing to, and that's how we do it. But again, my problem becomes the Nintendo Switch Online is not going to be online forever. So if you think you have that library of games there and you're content with it, and that's let's just say that's the only way you have to play Donkey Kong Country, and you don't have an NES and you want to play Mario 3, 
and you only have a Switch. You don't have a 3DS and you don't have a Wii U. You have no other version of it and no other way to play it. In the future, when they decide the Switch is obsolete, you are probably screwed. I hate to tell you. Mm -hmm. That's why us old folk and us preservation people, us gaming historian type people, Nintendo historians, that's why we get so salty and up in arms and we get on rants about this because there is no guarantee it will exist in the future for you to play. Mm -hmm. Which is the difference, the opposite of right behind me. They are not coming into my house, taking away my cartridge behind me, but they are going to do it to you with the Switch. Watch this and listen to this episode in six years, eight years, whatever it is. They're going to do it. And then I don't know, you know, you can say then the next console might have something similar. Maybe they will, maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, I'd like you to be back on the show in less than eight years, but we can definitely put a pin in that. (laughs) I would, I, I, dude, I am, I am having such a great time and seriously, it's such a joyful conversation. Like, I love it. Thanks for having me, by the way. Thanks for allowing me. Of course. I mean, we don't, I mean, do you still have a little bit of time or can we keep going? I've got a little bit, but yeah, we're getting to the point where I should probably wrap. I I really do not want to end the show. Me neither. I'm having, I'm having a blast with this. Yeah. I mean, I, as we, for the past, like, say, 20, 15 minutes or so, we have been ragging on Nintendo. We, or not ragging, but we have been critical of Nintendo. Sure. And as I said earlier, ever, ever since Awada passed away, the, it's changed. Because when Awada was alive and he was president and CEO of Nintendo, he would listen to the fans. He would talk to us. And he, he, was the, and he would also talk to game developers. He would talk to the people working in the building. He wasn't this this gilded god of like i am the lord you all follow me or or whatever that was a horrible impression of, of or, or just movie. generic corporate shill right yeah Something exactly like he was like yo let's make things better let's do let's make i mean yes the wii u may have not been the best but those who had it loved it i think those, it's who, na- those who now want it are kind of mad i mean i would have loved a wii u and now the fact that i can buy a bunch of game boy games that are dirt cheap uh digitally it's like, man, I should have gotten a Wii U back in the day, but anyways, <clears throat> that's can I, can I Can I say about Iwata, though? One thing he always said was people would approach him as the president and as this big dog, and he would always say, I am first a gamer. Yeah, I remember that say, I'm a gamer and I'm a programmer. Like, he's, he, he wouldn't, he's like, yes, thank you. I appreciate the accolades, but I'm a gamer and a lover of games, mm-hmm. you know? And that was where his heart was. I think that's why he was so great, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and also, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of do miss Reggie Fusime as president of Nintendo. Oh my god, me too. Or here in America, here in the United States at least. But I have to say, I'm, I don't have any negative things to say about um, Doug Bowser, the current CEO of Nintendo America. What, what is there to say about him though? Like, I mean, just as, really. as a as a figurehead, um, he's kind of invisible and he's yeah. kind of vapor. And I don't, I kind of don't like that. Yeah, once in a blue moon, he'll tweet something, <laughs> which is neat. But if you're listening out there, Doug Bowser, which you're not, if you were though. Let me tell you, can you just show us your personality and just show up, comment on yeah. stuff, get out in front of a mic? You know, maybe he's not that guy, but I would yeah, say if you're not that guy, why were you hired to be that guy then? Yeah. Get out there. We want to know you. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit when he I do I do like the pun or like how he knows what his last name is, because right. there's like when do he something with that. No, no. He when he accepted the job, he had a plush of Mario and Luigi on his shelf, but they were tied up with an NES cord. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's quality. Yeah, like Mario and Luigi were tied up like a rope within an NES cord because, you know, he's Doug Bowser. <laughs> Which is great. So Bowser I, took over Nintendo. Fire. Yeah, I, but the second I found out who the, who the Reggie Fils-Aimé's, um successor was, I'm like, that's like the most Nintendo thing ever. Absolutely. It's ridiculous uh, how good it was. Yeah. But besides that, 
there are things that yes, Nintendo has screwed up, but there are some things that they're doing very well. Like for a while, like okay. This past year for on my main show, the Fake Nerd Podcast, during our holiday annuals, we at the end of the at the end of the episode, we give a Christmas wish. It's like, I hope this happens this next year. Oh, One wow. of mine was the announcement of Mario Kart 9. I don't feel we need Mario Kart 9 for a good long while after we're getting 48 brand new slash remix tracks from the entire line of the Super Mario Kart series. I don't need nine. I'm fine with eight deluxe. And the fact that it's only $24 for the whole thing, or if you're like, I assume you have it too, or if you're like me, you have the expansion pass for the Switch, you don't need to pay anything. You just have to make sure you download that content you're golden. It is so good. It's like oh, you're doubling the courses of Mario Kart 8. How rad is that? And I think, yeah, I, by the way, I, I was pre-ordered in on that stuff. And, I, and yes, I have the, uh, the the expansion plus pack or whatever. And it's I honestly don't know if it's worth it, but um, this is worth it. So I, I purchased this on its own. I just want to have this. And again, when they unplug that, I want to have this because they will yeah. unplug it. They will. I think a thing they could do too, which would be a great money making venture, and I would be willing to bet money they do it, is to do a re release physical copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with everything included for $60. And they will probably do it. And I'm not going to say I'd be mad if they do it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, who knows? If they do it like when the next big Nintendo console comes out and they put Mario Kart 8 Mega Deluxe, Mega Deluxe or whatever, or Super Deluxe or Super Mario Kart 8 or whatever whatever they call it with all the DLC, including the 48 different new courses, probably buy it. <laughs> so I'm saying is like, if there was a cartridge out there and it was like different box art and it was everything included on a physical cartridge, what would you do? You know, I might, might think about it. Don't know for it's like what bucks, Mario but... Kart nine is coming out the following year. And I could play Mario Kart eight with everything on my brand new Nintendo console. I think I'll just go ahead and show. I mean, it's, I looked up, I was writing an article about it. And I looked up how much, how many co- copies of Mario Kart 8 sold on the Wii U compared to the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. It's like 8 million copies were sold on the Wii U. And that's like the best selling Wii U game ever. And then you look at the Switch and that's like 32 plus or like 30 some. It's insane. It's, it's like the number how one best selling more- game on Switch, isn't it still? In America, yeah. It is still the best selling game on, no, actually no, in the world, worldwide. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the number one best-selling game on Switch, whereas in Japan, the number one best-selling game on Switch is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Interesting. And I know Animal Crossing was up there. And by the way, Animal Crossing even beats Breath of the Wild, I believe, in numbers. It does. That's which is kind nuts. of shocking to me. I love I love Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm just saying, Breath of the Wild, like, as a 10 out of 10 game, the accolades that came with that and the awards that game were given to that game, kind of surprising that Animal Crossing crushed it. Um, part of me, part of me is, but at the same time, I feel like I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Animal Crossing, why it became so popular is because it provided a sense of normalcy during a time where normalcy was done. Right. And it's also it, accessible to every age group. Yeah. You know, I mean, hell, while you're not going to be played by probably an eight year old, I mean, it could be yeah. maybe, but I mean, not a lot of people, I mean, not a lot of people might understand what's going on with Breath of the Wild, but with Animal Crossing, it's like, it's chill. Yep, you get in there and it's pretty. It's just comfy. It's a comfy experience, and yeah. you know, my my little girl's into it. I had her into it, you know, right away. 
during that time. I cannot tell you how many times I come home from work and I see my girlfriend on just like sitting up here in the loft or chilling on the bed playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. And to be honest, that makes me really happy. Me too. I would love to see that. I wish I wish my wifey was into it more. Like, and that's totally cool. She's not in, she's not really a gamer, but she respects it. We get her, we we put her feet in the water with Mario Kart. She does love that one. Oh, we've been <laughs> I came home last night. I was like, oh, I gotta stream Elder Ring. And my girlfriend looks at me, she's like, but Mario Kart. I'm like, Mario Kart first. Yep. Planes planes of Mario Kart first. So that that's my water bottle hitting my PlayStation box. Uh yeah. Raji, yeah, I think I think that'll do it. So yeah, Nintendo has done some bad things, but they've also done some great things. Like with any company, they it's like it, there's one thing about video games, especially there's no one company that has a perfect bang one thousand record. Obviously, I not. agree. I agree. Obviously not, and especially in more recent years. Looking at you, Activision Blizzard, EA, gross. They've done some horrific things. But at least when Nintendo does things or when Nintendo is in the news, be it for a positive or a negative thing, it's nothing. I mean, I'm not excusing I'm not excusing their behavior, but at least we're not hearing horrible crunch right. time. It's like Nintendo's not, as far as I know, they're not treating their employees bad. And also just recently they said, hey, we know like at the time of this recording, the war in Ukraine is still raging on. And instead of releasing Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp in April, which is what they wanted to do, they're right. pushing it back. Am I a little bummed? A little, but I completely understand the reasoning why. And I say, you know what? That's fine because it gives me more time to play the original version on my Game Boy because nice. I have both of them. And I got both of them like the day after. They, actually, I've had the first one for a while. I got the second one loose for a pretty decent price maybe a week after they announced the remakes. <laughs> so nice. I'm like, I'm still going to play this on my Game Boy. And then once once it, once it comes to the Switch eventually, I'll buy it on Switch too. Because, uh, yeah, Michelle. <laughs> hey, I, I, will, I just want to say I'm, I totally agree. And I think that Nintendo more than often crushes it. And I love what they're doing. But it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to point out not everything's perfect. And I, I do want to yeah. say the one... Besides the things you just mentioned, I think the other thing that I have a lot of respect for, this is why I respect this company, is when Metroid Prime 4 was announced, and then, you know, <laughs> was it a year after that or whenever they had that announcement where they came out and spoke and apologized and said, we're very sorry, it is not being developed as we, you know, it's not going as we'd wish it to be. We are literally going to restart the development of it because we're not going to, you know, they basically said we're not going to put a crap game out. Yeah. We're going to hold that legacy up. We're going to give you something quality, and it's going to take quite a bit longer. But I had such respect that they didn't just tweet it out. They didn't just put a press release, a line somewhere. They made a video, and they made it public, and they stood up and spoke. It wasn't mm-hmm. voiced over. They saw, you saw a representative speaking. Forget who. Yeah. But um, it was, to me, super classy move, and I think I have a lot of respect for the company. Again, if it was a company I didn't respect, Activision Blizzard, I wouldn't be supporting you. I wouldn't be wearing your gear. I wouldn't be speaking good about you. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know what? I, you know, and I, w- I wouldn't stand with a company that would treat anybody that way. Right. But if Nintendo were doing these same things, I, I'm, what I'm telling you is, I would feel the same way. I would turn my back and say that is unacceptable behavior, and I'm not going to respect you. I'm not going to support you. Right. Hell yeah. And then you know, yeah. And even then, like with the whole Metroid Prime with Metroid Prime Four stuff, it's like cool. They announced it, and then them being straight up like, "Yo, we were working on it." I'm okay with them saying like we're working on it. It's not just getting swept under the rug, like how sometimes Capcom does things. Mega Man Legends 3. Mm. 
I'm hey Reggie, talking. where's Reggie? Where's Mother Three? We're still waiting for that, by the way. Yeah, what the damn hell, Reggie? Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm more salty about Mega Man Legends Three, but then Nintendo. There's this charm to Nintendo that no other company can be. I know I have more Nintendo paraphernalia and apparel and just knickknacks in my house than I do PlayStation. I love PlayStation. PlayStation is what, as much as I say that Sega Nintendo got me into video games, PlayStation was like my gateway home console. That was the first home console in my house was an original PlayStation. But then Nintendo says, hey, we're going to release these little Game & Watches of Super Mario Bros. and Legend of Zelda. And they're going to be like, like, we're just recreating these games. And they also have a few more games. And they're $50. And I'm like, I'm buying them. And I did. I got both the Mario and the Zelda Same. one down here. You know I did. You know I've got them. Because and even when I bought my Mario one, my girlfriend was like, how many ways do you have? You, can you play the original Super Mario Bros? And I actually counted it out. And once again, ding. I have eight with that, eight ways to play Super Mario Bros, the original. It's To me, that's just about the novelty and the collectability. And you know what? Have you ever, just for funsies, chucked it in your pocket and went somewhere? Like, maybe I got to sit in line and wait for something. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just bust this out and just... Play on the game and watch for fun, just for even ten minutes. Like it's cool. When Super Nintendo World opens here in California, because we're because oh. uh, Universal Studios Hollywood, we're getting ours first outside Orlando. So suck it, Orlando, <laughs> dude. That's gonna be awesome. That's probably gonna bring yeah. me over that way at some point in my life. Yeah. Here. Guess what I'm bringing to the park to take a bunch of Instagram photos. I'm bringing this sucker, and I'm getting a picture with of it. With Mario and Luigi, I don't care if I'm a 31 or 32 year old man when that happens. It's gonna okay. happen. Let's not talk about age. We don't need to talk about age, but uh, you right. know what? I would suggest bring your 3DS and take 3D pictures on your 3DS. Oh, I could. I yeah. totally could. But yeah. um, oh, and also I could play Super Mario Kart on my 3DS. <laughs> there you go. When I'm I'm in line for Koopa's for uh, Bowser's Challenge or whatever they're gonna call the ride at um. At Universal, I'm in line for the Mario Kart ride. I'm playing Mario, or even better. Do you know how many? I'm going to bet that once that opens and we get into the line, people will be taking pictures of Instagram. But you're going to see about maybe five people with their Switch playing Mario Kart in line for the Mario Kart ride. I am putting money on that right now. You know what's sad is that the 3DS is on the way out and it's already out, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I love that console. Could, could you imagine the street passes you'd get at Super Mario World if you had it in your pocket oh. just walking around? You'd be tagging people all the damn time. I all love street pass. Time. That was all fun. The, I never really utilized the street pass because I didn't know a whole lot of other people who had a 3DS. Um, but man, I wish I did because that would have been great. Well, Even the one then, time the one time I got big pings was you went to like again rare for me at an airport though you would not believe the worldwide oh. people that I had no idea in the backpack around me. Oh, yeah. I I hundred percent believe that because what else do you? I cannot tell you how many times I would go on a plane and I would always bring a Nintendo console with me, or I'm in a car ride. I'm going for a long a long car ride. What do I have in my pocket or what do I have in my bag? I have I have my Game Boy, I have my 3DS, I have some form of Nintendo console with me to go play on this long car ride. Dude, since age of eight or whatever the hell I got this original Game Boy, backseat of the car, anywhere you go, Game Boy, trying to see in the street light. <sighs> Fast forward to 2022, Nintendo Switch goes to work with me every single day for my lunch break. I'm like, hey, eat lunch, heat up the soup, whatever, sit there and play just a little bit of whatever, Pokemon lately, I guess. I would, 
I would, when we would go shopping for new vans or new cars, I would try to see if we could find a car with a reading light. Cause of course I wouldn't use it to read, but also you, so I could play Pokemon and read my, and read my strategy guide at night. Cause when we're yes. going on long car rides, it's like, I got to play the game and say so it's dark outside. So what I would do, I would be playing my game. Dude, I got to say, so you didn't have the warm light then? My brother did. <clears throat> my brother yeah. had the warm light and. I have no good memories of the worm light other than the they're Star not Wars. amazing. They, they suck. Yeah. You okay. can't see shit. Trust me. Just in the last year or so, I, I like dusted one off from some bag or something I had. I plugged it in thinking it was all neat to lay in bed. Awful. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It just reflects off the screen and you can see nothing. You can't but, see, but damn it. It was awesome in the nineties. All right. Yeah, it was awesome. in the 90s. But, <laughs> but you know what? I actually, here's a question for you. So when, uh, when, like when Nintendo consoles get air quote upgrades or redesigns, did you get any of the redesigns? Did, like, did you get the top loader NES or like the new update or the upgraded version of the Super Nintendo? Did you get any of those upgrades at all or no? I I still have them. Yes. And, okay, and it wasn't did. it wasn't like back in the nineties. I had money and I walked to the store and paid a hundred whatever dollars for it. It was you know in these late you know early two thousands whenever things were kind of garage sale. I did have. Um, no, you know what? Actually, I found those two I bought at the store. I think I bought on the clearance rack. They were like, oh. they had just been knocked down because it was at that point, don't forget, like the NES top loader. That was one that was around and they were making cheap versions of it, which was the top loader when the Super Nintendo had been out for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm not even sure the N64 might have launched. And I think they still had some top loaders on the shelves. I'm trying to remember that time. But oh, like nice. that was the end of their time you would see them in a store. Okay. And at one point it got like, oh, a little clearance sticker, like a little bit off the price. And I think I went and I snatched it up and then stupidly years ago sold it. Mm. And then a couple years ago traded some other stuff to get one back. <laughs> um, but I still have the Uber, a Super NES Junior that I bought back then. Don't have the box, nice. but we have the Model 2 um, of that. That was really cool. And you know, they did that, by the way, with the Wii console. Do you remember that one at all? I do, yeah. They made a cheap version of that late in its run and it was like, an old school CD player, like flip open door for the disc I, and they honestly, got rid of features and stuff. It's like, I, I don't have that one, but when I heard that the, Wii U, the Wii got rid of features, I was like, Nope, I hate it. Right. I and mean, even, even in some models, they started getting rid of the, uh, GameCube ports. Oh know? yeah. It was like, cause they had, cause unfortunately my brother, when I was in high school, my brother threw a house party and my Wii got stolen, like right off my television set. That's Someone just came in and jacked it. And luckily, and thankfully, my dad took pity on me and eventually bought me a brand new Wii. He bought me a black one that was still that still had the GameCube support, still had everything. But I still was missing. A, I was missing Guitar Hero Three because that was in the Wii when I got stolen. Great game. And I was missing. I was missing something else. What was I missing? I was oh, oh my WaveBird adapter. That's oh, and those are harder than hell to come by without out of pocketing a whole bunch, right? Yeah. So let's just say that that was the start of my kind of decline with gaming because it's like I lost a bunch of this and it's gone and I'm not gonna get it back. Also, I had a few other things stolen. Oh yeah, my DS, my three, my DS got stolen. My iPod, oh. got, I got a lot of shit stolen. I was pissed. <laughs> Can I tell you? In that same thing, I had college roommates and like parties, or they'd have a party and random people I don't know would be over. And at some point, I had one of those uh, mini disc binders with all of my gamecube games in it and it oh, got no. jacked mother efforts i'm talking about early 2000s Most and it wasn't fun. until like a little while later when i dusted off the gamecube like oh let me hook this back up where's my gamecube games where it was right here on the shelf with all that no i don't know 
of course the roommates don't know right you know they probably honestly may didn't maybe they didn't but somebody saw it at a party or gathering at some point jacked it and now you know how much they cost yeah so i'm glad that i started kind of sort of slowly rebuilding that collection uh, i'd say like eight seven eight years ago that's good um because before they got crazy but not i still don't have all the ones i used to have yeah sucks yeah, I loaned my N64 out to one of my brother's friends, and he had, and it was my N64 with all my games, and he had it, he knew where it was, and then, of course, years later, I get nostalgic for it. I was like, hey, where's my N64? They don't know. Gone. That's that annoying. Yeah. Not even but, annoying. But the reason why I asked you about upgrades is because when the this sucker came out, the SP came out, my brother and I, like, the second it said there's a light built into the screen. Yep. My brother, in some stroke of genius, wrote up an actual contract between the two of us so we can pool our money because it was like around Christmas time when we finally had enough money to to get it to get it uh, SP. Sure, we pooled our money and then we approached my mother and we showed her the contract and told her all she had to do to front the money to get both of us Game Boy Advance SPs. And oh. it worked. I feel like, like we, we had negotiations like that. You're reminding me now a little bit. Yeah, we negotiated. We put our money together. And because at first I was like, whatever, but because I, I knew I wanted one because my brother was like, look, we can play Game Boy games in the dark. We don't have to use the light. We don't have to do any of this anymore because it has a light built in. And it actually worked. My mom agreed. We went to, we go to Walmart. They have the colors we want. She, we give our mom the money that we said she fronted the rest and we came home that night we were charging up our sps and we were like i'm looking at my brother's like holy crap i can't believe that worked he's like yeah i did i even signed the stupid contract promising him i was gonna give him the money and it happened i feel like we did something similar like if we can just get this game i promise you i will do all these yard work chores for the next how many months through the summer if we can just get this you know advanced funded or something i was gonna say what do you remember what did even an SP cost? Because I remember doing the same thing. I was excited when it came out. And even in that day was around that college time for me, uh, somewhere in there. I know I bought one. I still have the silver. I got the silver one. But I have no idea what the cost. I don't remember what the, I'm sure you could Google it. Just off the top of your head. I'm like, okay, let's see. What were they even running? 149? 100? What were I would say it's up around 150 bucks maybe. For for a SP in the night in and this is the first run. This wasn't the the new the one one models too. Me too. Me too. The original so, one, which is still good, very good, mm-hmm. but not quite as good, is it? No. Once I got my hands on a um, once I got my hands on a one one model, because I downgraded my because once I got my 3ds, I decided to downgrade my DS because I'm like I'll just get a Game Boy Advance SP. I lost my red one for I didn't know where my red one went. And I decided to downgrade to get a Game Boy Advance SP again. And the light wasn't that good. It was kind of beat up and kind of torn, wasn't torn to shreds. But then I heard about the 101 model and how it's a brighter screen. It looks better. So I hunted one down. I got one. And it made a world of difference. It's like, oh, this is what I've been missing since the 101 came out. I have been a fool. Uh, okay, not fool, but it's definitely one of those things where you can tell the difference. Like I played Game Boy Advance games on my DS and they looked gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Now I'm playing it on a one-on-one model. I'm like, yeah, 
this is good. This is really good. I don't know how I survived on the original Game Boy Advance SP models. It's a good screen. It's a decent. It's I can see it, which is good. But man, this is so much better. Can Can I tell you the modern day equivalent? The OLED screen switch is amazing if you play handheld. It is beautiful. My girlfriend does. She oh, look at that. You can't really tell through the camera, but in person, it just has a vibrance about it. And it's got the richer darks and stuff. Like I, when it first came out, I made a YouTube video, just kind of spitballing some thoughts on it. And I said, "Dude, it doesn't have any upgraded graphics. I don't know if I, I just don't see it. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting one. I'm not going to do it. That's it. I'm not going to do it." And then a few months went by, and I saw one in person. And then I started realizing too, you know, as as our as our, as our um our habits changed throughout a pandemic and i'm sure you had habits before and after and during and as things change you know and like i you know i was going back to work and stuff and i was like off my tv screen a lot more realizing dude i play switch handheld i gotta say 80 percent of the time or more it's handheld so this is a significant upgrade and so i finally uh you know reasoned with myself that i'm going to trade in a switch and upgrade one and pay the difference but let me tell you if you're that same person it's worth it it's so worth it if you're a handheld player. Now, if you don't play handheld often, if you often have it on the screen, it's you're, you're literally not going to see a graphical difference. So probably not something you need to do. But that's just my opinion. Just throwing it out there. Like we're talking about that uh, Game Boy SP Model 1 screen versus the Model 2 screen, the 101. Yeah. This is at, as significant, I think, of an upgrade. Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, because my girlfriend, she plays handheld more than I do. I used to play handheld. Um, when I first got it, because it's like I would play handheld when I would come home super like back when I would come home around like five in the morning and I want to play a little bit of Breath of the Wild before I went to sleep. Sure. Instead, yeah, I would play, I would like put the volume super low. I'd be playing it. And I'm like, man, this is odd. I always love how the gimmick of the Switch is that it is completely seamless, interchangeable from television to handheld. No problem, yep. no nothing. You don't have to even pause the game, you just pull it out, pull it out the dock. I absolutely love that, and the Switch. As much as I love a bunch of Nintendo, the NES or the Super Nintendo, the N64, my Game Boy Advance, as much as these consoles, as much as I love them, the Switch is easily becoming my favorite Nintendo console of all time. I know it's the newest one. I know it's like the best one, and yada yada yada. But just all the stuff I can do with it, I am with you. Easily tell you, I the only game library that I can prop that's probably like. No, actually, no. My Switch library is bigger than my Game Boy Advance library or any other Nintendo console I currently own. You know, you're right, and I can actually see that you're right behind me here. Yeah. Can you see? Yeah, I can, I can see. Yeah. I mean, uh, outside of the minis, like, because I'm, yeah. I'm playing I, outside of my mini consoles, my Switch library is bigger than any Nintendo library I've ever owned. It's much always, bigger than my Wii library. It's much bigger than it's, yeah, it's, I'm probably sure it's even bigger than my PlayStation 2 library. And I've had that console for years. You know, I always say to people, um, Super Nintendo is my favorite console because it still is because it's got my heart, you know, and soul and all the games that came out for it. But the more and more the time goes on, the more that that argument of isn't the Switch your favorite console ever? I don't know. It's I'm going to have to maybe for the first time in my life, just mentally go through that and decide because we are getting to that point where I think you need to make that choice. Like, I think it could be the Switch. I don't know. I'm not going to say it here now, but maybe. Right. I mean. Also, right now in my personal life, I just got my PlayStation 5. I just got Elden Ring from my PlayStation 5. Amazing. 
that is so good. It is so beautiful. It's that is just like, I mean, that's anytime I've had the game, I've been putting my time towards that because it's my brand new thing. It's something I've been wanting for a while. But at the same time, it's like I think about it as like there's still some great Switch games. Like that Kirby game that's coming out in a few in next week, actually. I'll be on that one. I really want that Kirby game. I really want a triangle strategy, but I know that's going to be like a huge time sink. But Kirby looks fun. And it's two player. I can play with my girlfriend. How great is that? Are you excited for Switch Sports? I got to play the date, the demo of that online, and it is fantastic. I didn't play the demo, but I know so many people are excited for it. I probably won't get it myself because even when I did play, um, even when I did play Wii Sports, I wasn't like really into Wii Sports. I want to play other games outside of Wii Sports. All your Metroid's gone. Oh, what happened there? Oh, there that's, like, that's like the weather forecast. It switches to like, oh, is it partly cloudy or something? It just pops uh, up. It's connected okay. to my phone, so it gets updates oh. that way. Oh, that's I neat. Put the, can actually put the clock on there too, but anyway. Huh. Yeah, but um, yeah, because I did like Wii Sports, but the fact that Switch Sports is coming, oh, that's going to make Nintendo even more money. Oh, amazing. Well, the cool thing is that that's online, so I am excited to be able to get together with some of my community online and just say, hey, let's play a, um, I think it's, what was it, the bowling has like a... 16 person tournament or more so you can do bowling and it goes round per round like in a elimination type of bracket type setup oh that's cool and it keeps it going because everybody's bowling at the same time you're not taking oh it's my turn now it's his turn now it's their oh oh, that's oh that's even better it moves very fast it's not like it's like it's not what you would imagine if you're at a bowling alley it takes forever to get around to you Mm -hmm. this moves along quickly and it gives you all you know and it stacks up the points per round and then you know how many people make it to the next part of the bracket that's just one of the features, but I'm very excited that for the first time ever, you can do this online at okay, your convenience. You, I was nudging you to get Elden Ring earlier. Now you're nudging me to get Switch Sports because that sounds I am telling you, I think you're going to love it. You've got the significant other there as well, but you, you, even without that, you'll have people online. You can get, get involved with at any point. Tennis. Oh, that's going to be fun. That, that is going to be fun. Speaking of which, I need to add you on Switch. <laughs> We're going to talk about all that, I think, as we wrap this up, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, anyways, I think we're, yeah, we're, huh, look at that. We're about to hit two hours, just like I told you earlier. So, you were right. Raji, thank you so much for coming on and just chatting with me about Nintendo. It it was great. I had an absolute blast. And now you're just messing around with your Pixel thing. Or I'm just there. clicking on something here. Here, this one's for you. There you go. Ah, Mario Luigi from Mario 3. Great. No, thank you so much, dude, Ben. It's been so amazing, like just getting a deep dive and uh, have discussions with you. And I honestly feel like, you know, I, on Twitter, yeah, I feel like I knew you a little bit, but yeah. now I feel like I know you so much more and I, I appreciate the chance to just talk. And let me tell you, I have a lot more uh, to talk about. So maybe in the well, future we continue this somewhere. Well, good news is, is that you have an open invite. So if you ever just want to come back on, Hell feel yeah. free to hit me up on Twitter just or just to, or message me like, yo, let's tr- just, let's try something. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I'm in, man. Yeah. So, Raji, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so, primarily, you're going to find me over on twitch.tv slash Super Nintendos, spelled like it is on the screen if you're watching. Otherwise, I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there will be. Also on YouTube. So, I'm a creator, and I usually am on um, twitch.tv live Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. And uh, on YouTube, new stuff every week. There's a Super Nintendos page. We actually have two different ones, and the second one is called Super Rewind. It's all the Super Nintendo Bros. episodes in their full entirety at 1080p whenever you Ooh. want. So, like, one is kind of the archival channel, catch up what you missed channel, and the main channel is all the new edited content. But also, I'm big on Twitter. Obviously, 
where I think we really connected was on Twitter. So super it was Bros and Instagram. So there's a lot of things. Yeah. But those are the main ones. Yeah, we connected on Instagram and Twitter, but also I remember you were on Since Spacey Since Show yep. a while ago. And I put a I forgot what my question was for that episode. And that was a really and that's how I I found you and a few and the other ho, and the other guests on that. Nice. And then you and I just started talking and it's like, man, great thing about Twitter is that you actually get to talk to people and connect and all that good stuff. Well, I'm so glad I found out about you. And so obviously I'm an immediate fan of the podcast and stuff. So I'll be back and I'll be listening too. I would love to have you back on, bud. So it yeah, go. so yeah, definitely. There we go. There's the right way. Follow Raji, follow Super Nintendo Bros. I'm bummed because I haven't been able to watch many streams yet because once again, time, my work sucks. Don't worry. When, when, when I'm working, everyone's streaming. And it's like, mm. even last night when I was at work, um, my the guest that I had on the last show, Mint Blay, she asked me if I, it's like, hey, can you play uh, Mario Party Superstars with us? I'm like, I can't. She's like, how come? I just clocked into work. She's like, well, when are you done? 1230 California time. And she's over in, um, in, um, what you call it over in the Montreal area. And she was like, no. So that's like a three hour time difference. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're going to sleep when I'm working. You're we'll, gonna be find, we'll find, we'll find a way. I've got some ideas. Yeah. We will find a way. Of course you could follow me, Ben magnet at Ben magnet 27 on Instagram, Twitter, maybe TikTok If I finally get the nerve to actually make a profile and join that i don't know people i'm, kind, I'm kind of out there on tiktok by the way you can find super I, i'm just dabbling but hang out there hook up if you want i mean part of me does and also i'm lazy and i and i also have other stuff i other i i got shit to do it is but work. Anyways, that is maybe who knows if i'm if i make a tiktok or maybe i have to make a new or do a new username whatever but instagram and twitter i'm definitely there obviously i'm co-host of the fake nerd podcast which is how you're watching this on our YouTube channel, you can go to fakenerdpodcast.com. Every links to there are or links to all of our shows on the Fake Nerd Network Family Podcast are there. And you can also find me writing for Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com, and Old School Gamer Magazine. Best part is, is if you follow if you look at my Instagram, which by the time this comes up, a lot of links and a lot of other stuff is going to be there. You can subscribe to Fusion Gaming Magazine because yo boys writing for them for now on, and I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, my uh, my first printed article or my first published article ever in a print format is about Mario. Funny enough, <laughs> I love your shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I hey, I Dope. love your shirt. I love your hat. Thank you. Can't tell you how many times I'm at a store and I see a really cool Mario shirt. I'm like, ooh, and my girlfriend goes, no. Same thing, but my wife does the same. It's the same exact. Scenario. It's the same scenario. She's like, you have a lot of shirts. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I need this one. Yeah, I get the same. I have to do a color with my t-shirts. But anyways, Raji, thank you again so much for coming on. Pleasure's all mine. Cannot wait to have you back. And can't wait to play games with you, dude. It's going to be a good time. For sure, bro. For sure. Thank you so much. Be well. Of course. And now, unpause.